Let's start off with a little recap. It's been a week. Previously, at the Wing Badger Tavern. After a choker invaded their makeshift campsite in a cavern deep in the Underdark, our four heroes broke camp and set off northward for the city of Tumbleweb and the potential dark site hidden beneath. Not long after, they found their way impeded. Not, it turns out, by natural means, as a drow scouting party ambushed them. Thinking they had seized employees of the Bright World Company, the drow brought the party back to a war camp and temporarily jailed them. However, with the help of Yeah the Myconid and his rapport spores, drow captain Bastion Stonespear was soon convinced of their friendly intent and agreed to an exchange of information. It was during this exchange that he informed the party of a somewhat treacherous alternate way to cross the final 60 miles to Tumbleweb, one that would cost several days extra but would guarantee that the Bright World Company would not find them on the road. This way was called Kyven's Hunt, though none of the drow in the war camp had ever seen or met Kyven personally. He was known to be a fierce, intelligent, being, monster, something, who they think may even be amenable to tribute of some kind. In the words of Captain Stonespear, Kyven rarely gets the opportunity at fresh meat, so the tribute would need to be substantial. At the same time, Fox, who had wandered off for a moment of peace, instead was, to, was horrified to discover bits of damaged merfolk floating down the river next to the camp. Yeah, the Mykonid helped calm his emotions, and Fox told Yeah of the incredible art and culture of the merfolk. Entranced by the idea, Yeah asks Fox to take him to see all the colors one day. Their separate conversations concluded, the party take the opportunity to rest easy at a camp with actual defenses, doing a bit of gambling, having Sledge the blacksmith make some tools and armor, and just generally resting for the night. As the third watch comes to a close, you awaken in your lean to ramshackle sort of canvas sleeping quarters and begin your day. Very nice. Do we want to do intros? Yeah, oh, we should yeah. probably do intros. That's a that's a good idea. Uh, all right, I guess I, I start yeah. since I'm on the left. Matt, right. Wash, Jake, Go Trevor. Hello! My Matt and I play Fox the Rogue Changeling. That, that's it. I stuff. I'm what? <laughs> I don't know how I can follow that up. I mean, I'm I'm out in the career. I'm pl I am played by Jacob Muff. Jake, what am I saying? I'm Jake. I'm Jake, and I play Alan Madrier, the Azamar Barbarian. I don't know why I felt the need to like give my full legal name and like. Quick, quick, off. write it down. The yawns threw me off. Anyway, all right, go ahead, Zoth. Hi. I'm Trevor, not Zoth. I play Zoth. I'm the official voice actor of Zoth. Uh, <laughs> wow. He is an official. Orc. Official, yes. He is an orc cleric, and um, yeah, back to Josh. <laughs> and I'm Josh, your Wing Badger Game Master. We're going to take a second to collect ourselves, and we'll come back fresh here. Enjoy this uh, little intro first. Sinir, Gontalus, Kotex, Oaks. Long ago, the four ancients created a world in harmony. Then, okay. everything changed when the chat emped magic. Only Kelnor, master of good vibes, could stop them. But when the world needed him most, 
he vanished. Two years have passed, and four adventurers have discovered a conspiracy, a company selling magic. <coughs> and although their roleplay is great, they have a lot of XP to earn before they're ready to save anyone. But I believe they can save the world. All right, let's try this one more time, shall we? <laughs> let's just let's just start fresh, clean slate. We're gonna start the game. We're just we're we're gonna play some Dungeons and Dragons. So as I said, as the uh, third watch comes to a close, and the 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 closest equivalent to morning as you can get in a land that is entirely cave, kind of dawns upon you. You can hear the general sounds of the camp, kind of picking up for the morning, and you, in fact, awaken. What will you do? <clears throat> good morning, everyone. Ugh. Ah, good morning. That's the best I've slept in in a while. It is the first time in it seemingly a long time that we've slept somewhere where people would normally sleep, like meant to meant to sleep. I don't know. I mean, back at Dig Side Six, at least we got beds. This uh, this little. Why are you all up at this hour? <laughs> Tried to sleep. <laughs> Fox, man, we gotta get going. We got a long journey ahead of us, man. You don't, you don't know what time it is. It could be midnight. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what time it is either, man. That's why I'm sleeping. <laughs> well, it is interesting that you mentioned at this hour, because if you do not know the hour, it does not make sense for you to question why we would be doing anything at this hour. <laughs> don't be smart with me, okay? <laughs> I just want to sleep. Jeb is, is uh, over at the cart giving pets and and saying his goodbye to the four-wheeled contraption that carried him. Not the animals to the cart itself. He's just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I was about to ask. I'm really going to miss you. You were, you were cushy on my bottom and I really appreciated that. And, uh, you know, you're going to be All right, I'll get out of bed. And, you know, I'm going to miss you, old friend. He gives the, the side of the wheel a pat. Yeah, As you wait. turn away from the cart, the two deep they are staring at you, looking scandalized. Like, is yeah awake? Yeah, the Mykonid is awake. He is seated next to his little pot, cross-legged, and he seems to be doing some kind of trance or meditation. Hmm. Hey, hey, man, how you how you doing? Yeah waves to you, but does not, like, send any spores up to communicate. Oh, oh I'm sorry. You're vibing right now. I'll leave you alone. I, you I, get, I like, a sort of planty equivalent of a thumbs up. Nice. <laughs> Could I pull a, uh, just like a, a commoner, a soldier, nearby and, and chat yeah. for a little bit? For just, like, a, a minute? Sure. How do you, how do you hail them? Uh, hail, soldier. Hey, you, hey, hey but no. Uh, dang it. Oh, hey, hey ma'am, ma'am, sorry. Oh. Excuse me, excuse yes, me, chip, sir, chip. sir. Yeah, what can I do uh, for you? We're going to, like, you. we're going to Kyvin's Hunt. I know, I know. You're going I, to I, Kyvin's I Hunt? Know. A little small, small guy like you? I, I'm big on the well, inside. I am also going to Kyvin's Hunt. I am large on the outside and small <laughs> on the inside, so it kind of works <laughs> out. True. It's like we're, we're, we're complimentary to each other. By the way, Alan, you look fantabulous yes. today. Anyway, Kyvin's hunt. <laughs> Thank um, you. Alan, like, brushes back. It's, it's, it's a mane. 
I mean, I've just got this short stuff everywhere. He's this, so anyway. Uh, Kaivin's not like. <laughs> do you do you know anything about the terrain there? Like, is is there any like somebody was supposed to show us like the general direction of of the path to take? But do you know like is there any word around of something that we might bump into while we're there? I mean, obviously Kaivin, but like. <laughs> <laughs> No, we sent a couple scouts out that way, but they uh, they never came back. I mean, but did they really? Because I mean, people always say that, and I and I get that, you know, <laughs> you know, when the little ones stay up at night, just stay away, you know, get spooked, not go out to Kaivin's hunt. But like, did you really send like? Do you see any? Hey, three scouts go to this dangerous place, and then they just never came back. Well, no, technically, we sent an entire war party to carry a couple messages north to Tumbleweb, and none of them came back. I was trying to make it easier for you. Oh dang! <laughs> um, um, but I'm sure you'll be fine. It, you know, you you said you're big on the inside, right? You you you'll be good. And <laughs> well, Jeff, I, do, should we talk about this, Jeff? Should we? Yeah, man. Should we, should we do a team say, huddle real quick? Team huddle, yeah. I right. personally uh, still believe this may be the best route. I know it is entirely risky. Um, but it, if, if there is that small chance that we simply run into nobody, soft get uh, over here, especially over if, es, es, especially get if, in the circle, uh, in the circle. like, oh, sorry, <laughs> especially if Kaivin is already satisfied with his kill of these two scouts that were just sent out. This might be the perfect timing. Hey. I, I think we should talk about what we're going to tribute. All right. Guys. And then Jeb turns to the I... deep rote. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys are coming along with us. <laughs> oh, I think that's totally the right move. <laughs> uh, as much as it saddest, as, as much as it saddens me to say, um, this may be the easiest solution. I mean, and then we get to ride the cart for a little while. Well, not necessarily the cart. I would say possibly, well, your cart mm, won't, won't cross thought. that terrain very easily. You look up, and the soldier you were talking to is just in your huddle. Like, Dude. nobody checked. <laughs> your cart's not going to be able to cross that terrain. You might be able to get one or two of the rote with you, but, uh, the, yeah, I mean, you're you're mostly, and he points across the river to the, like, field of stalagmites that Fox was in the previous evening. He's like, you're going to have to go through those. It's, it's on the other end of those. There's, like, a little kind of like a winding crevice through one of the cave walls. And then it comes out into, you know, the route through Kaivin's uh, hunt. All right. Um, would it be bad for me to just change the, the texture of the ground? Like high resolution or something? can do? <laughs> <laughs> Download HD textures. I, uh, I got this new texture pack. I can cast the spell a uh, uh, mold earth. Oh, yeah, I can do that, too. Oh, you can you do that? I can do that. Whoa. You guys can cast spells down here? You had some of the key lime juice the other day, right? Yeah. That was me. <laughs> but you're st you're still here. Like, you, you want the key lime juice. It was juice. Yeah, and I made it. <laughs> I made it. Tankered. I don't magic. I didn't pour it out my nose or anything. You sure you didn't make it with key limes? Cause like that's how that's how most people make key limes. You see any key limes down here? <laughs> you trying to pull one over on me? Uh, no, he is simply. I don't doing think he's a tall enough. Job for that. of explaining 
what he means. However, yes, these two can can use magic down here, um, but only using other items that seem to be magically infused. I'm gonna add a However, die to the tension. That is that is besides the point. Um, what we are asking, what what are we asking? Oh, uh, we're done asking. I think we got our tribute, and I think we have oh, okay. the direction that we need to go. Um, so I say we, if there's any last what are we minute. doing about the, the, the wingle digits? Oh, Alan's. We can't oh, carve them. Oh, Alan's yes. I am backpacking the wingle digits. It will affect my mobility and my stealth. Indeed. However, if we have a, uh, a tribute ready for the, the, uh, for Kyven, I believe that this will not be a giant issue. To be clear, let's need... talk mechanics for just a half second about this crate of Wingle Digits, this half full crate yeah, of Wingle Digits. It's for the new show within a show. That's let's right. talk mechanics with Josh. Uh, Not talking about <laughs> mechanics who work on cars, talking about D&D mechanics. All right, that's a great intro, D &D. buddy. Let's get into the, the material of the show here. Yeah, they the work content. on D&D. So, Instead of cars. Um, the, the crate of Wingle Digits, it's half full, so it's not overwhelmingly heavy, but it is, you know, it's wider than shoulder width apart, and it has to be, you're going to have to use your hands to carry it. It's not something you can, like, strap to your back because of the weight shifting around and stuff. Um, the crate gives you disadvantage on stealth checks, and it prevents you from taking the dash action. To set the crate down gently isn't a full action, but it, it will take your reaction from the turn. Basically, for that turn, you're focused more on keeping the, the crate secure and safe than you are on the fight happening around you. Um, and to drop it is a free action. Now, it's heavy enough that if you drop it, there's a chance the wood will break. So the way that I'll handle that is um, I rolled 3d10 to figure out how many hit points it has. It has 23 hit points. Every time you drop it, it takes 1d6 fall damage. Um, okay. When the box is at um, 10 hit points, or sorry, six hit points or lower, then it's a full action to set it down gently. Basically, it's just so close to breaking that like you, you have to take the full action to set it down. Um, and that is all the details about that. I'm just stating those mechanics so that chat sure. can help keep you honest because you're in charge of tracking money. I have, so, I have a question for the uh, DM, a mechanics question for the DM. And I don't want this to get okay. too boring. While we're in, while we're in this if show, let's if do it. it. Says, if, you, if you think it's too boring, we'll just say pass and move on, all right? Um, but to my understanding, there's only 56 wingle digits in this thing. After, after uh -huh. what they scooped out. This is 10 wingle digits. Is it, do we need this crate? Can we just pull these little sacks out and like divvy them up between the four of us? And just not- You could- Oh. You could absolutely pull them out and divvy them amongst yourselves, yes. That would yeah, be- Yeah, let's do easier. that, you boys. Yeah. Let's, let's do that. I, I believe right. that that is a much simpler idea uh, for, for transporting these. And what's the total? Uh, there's 56 in there. And they're in stacks Divided of 10. Like, the, the bags are of 10, yeah. so it makes most okay. sense to leave them in. So, y'all, Jeb, like, pulls, each. tosses each of them a stack of 10, and I'll just keep the rest on me. Uh-oh. That's, like, a stack and a half, basically, yeah. that Jeb's carrying. That's, like, two and yeah, a half that's, stacks. And these are small. They're, like, coin purse size, so you can just clip that to your belt or whatever. Yeah, he's just, okay. just toss them in the bottom of his bag. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, uh, okay. <laughs> you notice that a couple of the soldiers have stopped to, like, watch you divvy out wingle digits amongst yourselves? You get a wingle digit, and you <laughs> get a wingle digit, and you get um, a wingle digit. I also I want you guys to be digit. prepared in case, but if in, in the event that they're not enough as a tribute, we might have to offer up some wingle digits. I don't believe it. It strikes me 
that Coven, is that his name? Kyven. Kyven. Craven? Kyven. Uh, Craven the Hunter from Spider-Man? No. Uh, <laughs> it strikes me that Kyven may not want money as tribute. It seems as though he prob- he or she or they wants something different, such as an animal to eat or something They're like that. They're a hungry well, boy. I mean, but if Kyven has I money, believe. he can buy animals. I don't believe Kyven uses currency. Well, I think, I think the, <laughs> the captain mentioned something about wingle digits or gold or something like that, so it's possible this is an intelligent creature. I don't know, but in either case, we have some okay. here, and we've got the deep rotates, so we can, like, we've got both of those bases covered. All this right. is true. So this is, a, this is our plan, then? Yep. And Jeb yes. checks the, All right. the silvered knife in his pouch and just, like, makes sure it's I'm gonna look over it, yeah, okay. and see see if he's done. Yeah, is now standing uh, next to the pot. He appears to have finished his meditation, and he's just kind of lounging. He's like looking around, basically just taking in all of the sights of the war camp. I'll uh, come over. Out our plan. I'll come over oh, and ahead. strap the, the the pot up. Uh, As you do bag. that, he floats up a couple of the spores of communication, so all four of you can can now talk to him again. <clears throat> hey man, what was that? You good? Everything good? Oh yes, I am well. I was merely starting my day with a trance. It is similar to vibing. Nice. Hmm. Was it calming? So, uh... What? <laughs> was it calming? Oh yes, it is a very good way to center the day and to... I basically re-experience much of the knowledge that I have gained recently. I was, uh, this was a particularly enjoyable trance because I was, I was rewatching my, my mental image and my guesses of what the different colors of the merfolk city of Nottery look like because Fox was kind enough to tell me all about them yesterday. Fox, man, you've been to the merfolk city? So, uh, I'm just going to make sure my gear's set up. Everybody <laughs> ready? Everybody good? Uh, but, well, before we, uh, move on from that subject, uh, yeah, I find this to be extremely interesting that you're able to re-experience uh, your thoughts and your experiences of the previous day. Is this something that can be taught to non-Mykonids? I have no idea. I'm willing to try. I would greatly appreciate that. I would love to be able to re-experience my own thoughts. It would very much help in my scientific analysis of, uh, of situations. I would be glad to try and teach you. How about next time we make camp, I will attempt to show you what we do. That sounds perfect. Great. All right, guys, I got the rote unhitched. Yep. You guys ready to go? Got my two knives. Let's go, man. Second die in the tension pool. Bingo digits. I, th- I think I'm good. I'm thinking I'm good. Um, Let's do it. You, I'm assuming you guys have a hearty breakfast at the war camp to solve your ration problem for the day. Oh, yeah. And then make your way out of camp. So you head over to the river. Um, the first challenge is, can you convince the Rote to cross the river? Are you bringing one or two of them with you? Both. Two. Both? Okay. Yeah. Um, then someone needs to roll animal handling to convince them to go. Okay, Zothkug. You got it, Zoth. I've, I've been doing it, and I will continue I to do can. it. I'll, 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 uh, you can try I, one. Is it helping, or uh, can okay, I try one? Cool. Uh, could I have uh hey yeah I'll man can you float a spore over to 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 this one and I point to the Ebrote. Yeah, just floats up a couple more spores. Hey man, can you cross this river with us? Yeah, I don't I don't want to cross a river. That's there's, there's water in there. Yeah, it's fine. 
we God, can wait through what if it. I you drown? can stand. What if you I won't drown? drown? I promise. I won't nah, let dude, you drown. It looks really deep. I don't. I don't really want. It's wanna. not that deep. It's As that is deep. demonstrated by myself walking through the water, it is not that deep. It's about waist deep on you, Alan. Yes, this yeah. is this is clearly this is not enough to uh, sweep you away. No, I, I that that's good, really good deep. Right I don't there. think I can. It's not that deep, man. I, I got a thirteen. I don't like water. Uh, go ahead and roll, uh, Zaka. Roll. Is this a uh, animal handling or persuasion? Yes. Animal handling. Okay. Oh. I'm just, uh, oh. Just watching. Twenty-two. Oh, let's go. The one is still telling Alan like that. That still looks really deep, and the other one like kind of casually like tries it, like puts one little like hoof in the in the water, and when he doesn't immediately sweep away, he puts two in, and now he's like down to his elbows basically. And he goes, "Oh, okay," and he like walks across it. No big deal gets to the other side with the stalagmites and he looks at you like how am i supposed to get around these these pointy things like they look sharp um yeah, the other just, one okay, the other one is still looking at alan like i that's the, that's too deep man i can't i can't do that as hey, has been demonstrated by your companion it is quite crossable uh go ahead and roll with advantage because you're using another rothe as the as the example also chat hi bestie Bestie. Let's go! I got a fifteen. Uh, fifteen. He looks at you, and and the the Rothe stares daggers at you as it slowly <laughs> and tentatively puts a hoof in the water, and then it like the ground isn't where it thinks it is, so it like sinks into its elbow, and it like whoa, and like jumps back a little bit, and it goes. And it like sprints across the river, like splash, 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 sploosh, and these huge noises and plumes of water shoot up in the air. You are totally drenched, Alan, like head to toe, covered in water as this thing like That's sprints okay. across to the other side. The one is still looking at Zothkug like those, those things look really sharp. And this one just bowls two of them over <laughs> as it like sprints out of the water, it, like cracks through the rocks, like boom, 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 and like gets onto the water on the other side. And it turns around and it's like shivering and shaking from the water and it shakes itself like a dog and it's like huge like oxen fur and mane like <laughs> flying around water shooting everywhere so now Zothkug is also drenched head to toe in water and it finally like lays down on the ground is like that was a lot of travel for one day man <laughs> uh, the other one is still looking at Zothkug like those look really sharp hey man uh, it's uh, Josh uh, is there enough space for them to walk around and through them uh, they could squeeze between them but it would be delicate work like they, okay. you know, they're going to have to, it'll, it'll slow you down a bit and they're going to have to like really place their hooves as they walk. Okay. I'm going to be like, Hey man, it's fine. We can, we can go around them. Like it'll be, it'll be okay, man. What, what do you mean around them? They're it's right here on the bank. He like gestures with his big old, big old snout. I meant like, like we can go around each one individually. We can go through <laughs> Oh, okay. Sh show me where to where to step. I'll try it. I'm gonna lead him to the the largest open like gap between the two that I can find. Okay. Yeah, you do that, and you it's it's slow going, but you get this one out of the water, and he's like, "All right, I think I can do this." It's just like really, I mean, terrifyingly slow pace, you yeah. know. But but he's at least moving. Um, the the one that's is the like, other one still chilling? Yeah, like, he's like laying down on the ground. Like, wow, that was a lot of travel. I'm glad that we were able to make it so far in the first day. He's like chilling. done for the day. <laughs> Alan's gonna chilling. Alan's gonna come up to that one. Is are the are the communication spores yeah. still up? Okay. 
Uh, hello. Uh, thank you so much for uh, crossing crossing the river. That was very, very uh, brave of you. It was terrifying. Uh, it, I I appreciate that. I appreciate your honesty. Um, I <laughs> do believe uh, we have farther yet to go today. Um, and uh, while it will be slow going, uh, it will not be nearly as difficult as uh, or terrifying as the uh, uh, wading through the water. No, no was. more water. No, not not as far as I know. No. Well, if you want to go ahead and feed me dinner, I guess I can walk through the night. <laughs> um, good. This is this works well. So I'm gonna try to help. Okay. Even though he's already done it, and uh, I'm gonna be like, "Yo, man, you were pretty cool when you ran through that water. You know, it'd be cooler if you kept going." <laughs> <laughs> What's your role? <laughs> Rolled in that one. <laughs> Roll it again. That's a five. All right. Oh, oh no. no. Like, oh, man, you know, it was pretty cool. I think probably that's like several dinners worth of cool, man. You got like three or four dinners I can eat before I can keep going here. I'm pretty worn out. You know, because he were, he, you know, he points, he makes a good point. Like, it, it was pretty cool. And, you know, cool, I mean, cool comes at a cost. I'm a business rote myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Alan will like, well, I, what do you mean by dinners? Like, you know, like you, food. You guys eat dinner, don't you? Uh, <clears throat> well, yes. So Jeb walks up with a, uh, with a handful of dirt, like, like, <laughs> and, uh, and offers it to the deep rote. He has flavored it with prestidigitation to uh to to like be like grass and fodder and stuff. Is that healthy? <laughs> is that the Rothe leans down towards it and then when he hears Fox ask, is that healthy? He looks up at you like, is it? Yeah. Deception. Well, he, he he seems like a trustworthy guy. <laughs> <laughs> he does live it's, down here. It's that, traditional that mean... dirt cuisine. <laughs> I rolled a 22 to assist. <laughs> He's trustworthy. What is you what is saved you get my life? Oh, I didn't know I was rolling. Um what was what am I rolling? At deception. Oh, deception. Just to tell him that dirt is is healthy for him. Um not good. 11. But with but with a 22 But with the 22 to assist, he he sniffs it and he like most of the dirt is like out of your hand because he's a bull. So he like sniffs and most of it just goes up his snout and he like It's good, right? It's it's alright. It could use a little a <laughs> little more flavor to it. Maybe do you do you have anything uh do you have anything like smoked, you know? They always at Dig Site Six, you know, they always smoked the food. And Jeb walks off around behind one of the uh one of the stalagmites and scoops up some more dirt and flavors it and then brings it back around. Yep, we got your Cajun smoked flavor over here on this one. <laughs> <laughs> he takes it, he eats it, he's satisfied. We'll assume you do this two more times to convince yep. him that he's had four meals. <laughs> then he stands up and he's like, huh, today's going pretty well with business if you know what I'm this saying. One's teriyaki. Business is good. <laughs> I don't... Uh, Alan, when he says, like, if you know what I'm saying, Alan, like, will off the side be like, I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> uh, well, 
Uh, follow me. I, I, I will guide you through the, the stalagmites, and Alan will, like, because, like, Alan is probably, you know, being a big guy, he's probably going to take the similar paths that the Diprote actually would, so. Got it. Yeah, so you're, like, picking your way around and kind of showing him where to go. And yeah. I will, uh, he, let's bring I'll up stay the rear. up front the with Alan looks. And, and do the mold earth on the ground to help smooth Got things it. out. The Rote looks over at Fox um, as Alan walks off to show him where to go, and it just winks shakes its shoulders once and just plows like at a steady pace through the stalagmites. So you just, you're like moving and picking out your steps and being kind of stealthy and like, you know, methodical <laughs> about it. And behind you, you just hear <laughs> as this thing just like smashes its way through stalagmites. It's all like, like it's, you know, it's got those like beefy ox shoulders up front. Uh -huh. So it just like merges. It's like linebackering its way through, you know, bam, bam. Just now that's an awesome rotate. <laughs> Does it pass, pass me and mine? Like we're delicately moving yeah, through and then. You're like picking your, and it's fairly quiet. Yours is being fairly stealthy. And then you just hear, <laughs> ba -doom, ba -doom, ba -doom, as it walks past you. Fox yells, that's a cool rotate. It turns around and like, like winks at you <laughs> plodding on towards the thing I, so, I turn to mine and I say um hey man I think we have a uh, clearer path here <laughs> well you you don't want me to yeah do I say <laughs> Alan can like Alan will get behind his Rothay now cause like he doesn't have to yeah okay. anyway go ahead sorry yeah so you guys all just basically walk in the wake of the first Rothay and it yep. makes you a <laughs> decent path for approximately half a mile until you get to the other end of the stalagmite field and you go ahead, wash uh, Jebediah. Walk in the wake of the first rote is another book of the Jebediah Peppermint Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to add a third die to the tension pool for the passage of time here. Um, you make it to the other side of this stalagmite field and back to the cave wall. And sure enough, inset in the cave wall is the kind of crevice, thin, naturally occurring tunnel that connects this cavern to the next one. The tunnel is like seven feet wide at its widest point. Guessing not big enough for the rote. The rote are like ten feet ish wide at their base. Oh point. no! They are size large creatures. Ooh. Was wait, Alan is like thinking back. Was the did we know about this tunnel? Did we? Yes, you were told. That we you were told were by told the of? soldier who spoke with Jebediah. Did we know the size of it? Did we know that the deep rote were not? Likely to make it. It through? was called a crevice. Ah. <laughs> a wide crevice. <laughs> tension pool plus one from the chat. Grub bug. Grub bug. The tension mounts as you that. stand at the uh, as you stand at the the crevice, wondering if you had been told it was a crevice. Um, if I if I look down the crevice, about how mm -hmm. like like is this just a narrow opening? Does it widen up when like the further it gets in, or or like. It goes about 10 feet ahead, and then it curves to the left, and you can't see past the curve without going. I'll walk in. How much of the... Okay, you walk in, and as you look around that first curve, it stretches maybe another few feet before it turns one more time, so it's like a, a S shape almost. Like an S, And yeah. then it comes out on the other end from there. It widens into the next cavern. And about how, so it's just like about a, how long of a distance is that? Um linear or if you were to actually walk down the whole crevice like are you going to try and stone shape it well that's an idea um i was just like <laughs> no thanks i DM. was thinking if we needed to move some like move the rotate through with magic could i do it in like a couple minutes or like a minute oh yeah like a minute. you could totally do it in a minute 
Um, it's it's if you're walking down the path at like a normal walking pace, we're still only talking about maybe two minutes okay. of travel time. Um, it's a, a winding crevice, but not a very long one. Gotcha. Mm. I mean, we could stone shape this thing, guys. What you what you got, yeah. Is I don't, I don't see why not. Would that be would that be like easily doable? Yeah, I mean, and Zoth had a DM question. What's up, Zoth? Uh, how much of the rotate's width is just like hair and fur? Good question. Uh, I guess I'll roll. <laughs> All ten feet of it. Yeah, I'm gonna roll a d10 <laughs> to figure out how much of it is. It's like a cat. It just like it turned you know out. A d10 is not the right way to do this because you could end up with like two percent meat. That's not gonna be a very good offering. I'm gonna I'm gonna flip a coin to determine if one or two of its ten feet is hair. That's what we're going to do. Okay. Uh, call it heads or tails is two. Tails. Heads. You both said it. <laughs> Who do I? Ooh, random encounter redeemed by the oh, chat. No. Uh, it was tails, so it's two feet. You could probably squish it through the cavern, but it would be slow going. As you're sitting there thinking about what to do, Fox, you're at the back of the group, so you're the first one right. to hear kind of like a skittering noise across the cave wall above you. All of you notice it in time that there's no surprise attack as a swarm of spiders comes rushing down the wall no. towards you. Oh no! The oh no! Spiders Not are again. probably disturbed by the you know tectonic shaking <laughs> of a bowl <laughs> smashing the rocks are are on their way down. Their and webs felt the vibrations of yeah, that. It's a it's a big old swarm of them, and uh, I will go ahead and give you guys sixty seconds to talk tactics. All right, fellas. Be gone, spiders. Mm -hmm. Be Which gone. of the two deep rotate look healthier? Because I can guarantee you we can bring one with us, and if we leave one behind, that'll keep the spiders off our backs. Well, are we in that much of a time crunch? I, I do believe it may we may simply not have to sacrifice one of them and just kill the well, spiders. Just I will them all keep it fire. in my pocket then, but just know I can, I can <laughs> reduce one of these guys down to a small size, and we'll just carry him with us. Um, ah. Okay, that is a plan if we are not able to defeat the spiders in a timely manner. Um, well, uh, Fox, you mentioned burning them with fire. Is, do you yes. have fire available, readily available? I, I could create one. That it would take be, a little bit of time. I can well, light a fire really easily. Uh, if you can build a... Well, if you have a diet. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> I keep matches I am on good me. at lighting fireballs. 15 seconds. Uh, let me see if I have a torch. Inventory. Ten seconds. Here, Jeb. I got I a do, torch. I do have a torch. <clears throat> All right. Press which, the digitation. Which type of wingle digit cipher do we have again? We're gonna begin with Fox in three, two, one. Go ahead, Fox. What you doing? Uh, did you like mine, Jeb? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna be like, get back, back, stay, stay, stay away. No, nope, no, nope, nope, uh -uh. kind of waving defensively at them with the with the torch. Yeah, cool. If they start getting me towards the ground, I'm 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 pointing it at the ground. You know, I'm okay. like, great. Uh, what about I'm, you? I'm Jim trying to singe one of them. What you doing? Um, I am going to hold a frostbite for one of the spider spiders if they approach. Okay. Uh, is this a, is this a normal size? Yeah, it's a, a swarm, swarm of normal sized spiders. There's maybe like 100 a hundred or two hundred of them. Yeah, yeah. Fun. Okay. Yep. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, 
sorry, I just want to clarify. When we say normal sized spiders, are we talking like <laughs> like little tiny wolf spider normal sized spider? Or are we talking like tarantulas normal sized spider? We're talking like Australian wolf spiders, like the big old oh, like beefy ones. So those are not normal sized spiders. I mean, they're normal. They're just like they're still scary. They're they're big normal. <laughs> yeah, they're dinner plate size. Normal fantasies. Uh, Having reached ten yeah. seconds, we'll take the defend action or the dodge action for um, Alan for the turn. And Wait, no, I didn't know it was my turn to talk. I said, uh, I said, what you, you didn't doing? say my name. I did. No, you didn't. What you I'm, doing? Um, That's dumb. I'm gonna try like <laughs> hurrying the rotates and trying to squeeze squeeze them through. Okay, so you're just like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, great. Uh, go ahead and roll uh, animal handling for me. Um, to see if you can persuade them to like push forward. 14. Roll it with advantage. They're working with oh. you. Yeah, sure. Okay. They you just at 14 is enough. So the first one like kind of squeezes its head and shoulders into the gap. It begins making some space. Um, the spiders come skittering down towards you. They see the fire and kind of back away from the fire. And several of them leap towards Jebediah Peppermint, triggering his held uh, frostbite spell. Go ahead, Jeb. Do they roll a save or do you roll to hit? They roll a con save. They fail it. What happens to them? Um, they take some damage. Indeed. How much damage? How much damage? So I, I looked up. They take. Uh, I looked up Australian wolf spider, and I do not like it. Just one d six. Just pointing that out. They find four cold damage. Four cold damage. Absolutely. Uh, the four of the spiders are kind of frozen and and left, or yeah, four spiders frozen, sad. Oh, they're spiders. cute. Rip them. You guys have uh, sixty seconds to talk tactics if you need all sixty. Um, I will be continuing to escort. How's it going over those off? I'm continuing. Is everyone what? good? You guys ready to just enter combat again? I mean, I thought I never. I think Zoth didn't hear what Jeff yeah, said. Yeah, I said, how's, um, how's it going? Like, like, are you able to make some progress? <laughs> yeah, man, they're going strong. Uh, Alan, well, yeah, I mean, Alan's gonna actually try to strike the the spiders with fire now, as opposed to stand there. Cool. But yeah, cool. We're coordinated, guys. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we're so good. We're gonna go ahead and launch right into combat here. Then let's just start at Fox. You're still waving a torch. None of them have approached you because you're waving a torch at them. What do? Uh, I'm gonna try to put my back to Zoth and try to back in with him. Okay. Try to like keep it away from the group. Got it. Uh, uh, that works. Um, Jebediah, what are you doing? You got got. And lovely kind of seconds. twist the barrel on the blunderbuss over to mold earth and just start um, causing really difficult terrain um, in front of us, like and kind of oh, kind of make cool. like a, a an arched perimeter around the front of us to keep them keep them off of us. Great. So like as the rothe go in, you're gonna make the ground behind you and yeah, this crevice really. I, I imagine we're kind of like flanked around behind the rothe and Zoth is kind of pushing them in, and we're just kind of like taking up the back. That's exactly right. Yep. yep. Uh, very cool. And to adjust for that, Alan is going to do what Fox is also doing. Okay. And then instead of striking the spiders, just going to like defensively um, keep keep them off of Zoth's back and Jeb's back. Jebediah, what Jeb's range front. is Mold Earth? Like, how much ground do you mold? Um, I it's within ten feet, and I can believe okay. I can. That's the whole width of the crevice. No, so I'm sorry. It's it. well, I can cast this within thirty feet, and I can do a five foot cube. 
Okay, cool. Um, and uh, so that brings us to Alan. What do you? What do you? You're doing what Fox is doing. You said. Yep, I just okay, said great. that. Yep. yep. So you're there, basically preparing an action to hit if spiders come after you. And yep. Zothkug, what are you doing? You're still moving just them moving them forward. Great. Got so it, you're yeah. in. Are you in front of the Rothe, or are you behind them, kind of pushing them forwards? Uh, I'd be in front, trying to guide them. Okay. I'm gonna roll to see how much ground they cover. They cover five feet, squeezing through, trying to get where they're going. The first Rothe is now the whole way in the tunnel, and you guys are with the second one at the at the back. Um, the spiders are going to attack each of you. They've got they've got the numbers to spare here. Um, got a 11 and a 13 for Fox and Jebediah. Fox 11, Jebediah 13. Are either of you hit? I'm ma'am. Okay, you're hit. You take four points of damage as spiders kind of like a bite all up and down your fur. Um, They also have triggered your attack, Fox. Um, Go ahead and use it. Alan, I'll trigger yours for the other two of you who are attacked. Cool. So what's what's the damage of a torch? (laughs) Uh, It would be a D6 of fire damage. Okay. Um, I rolled, let's see, I rolled 13, uh, t- sorry, 11 to hit. You hit him. All right. And I did two damage. Two of them. Two. Two spiders get singed Very and burnt nice. and sad. Uh, now another chunk of them attacks Alan Wadrier and Zothkug Hibub. They're going to roll to hit. Alan, go ahead and roll your attack. Oh, and, are they in front damage. of me too? Uh, no, you're still pushing the Rothe forward. You're at the back. So the spiders are coming from behind you. Okay. No. Wait. Yes. You mean the front? Yeah, he said he was in front of him guiding him. I just asked him in the be- in the beginning of this round. I said, so you're behind him he- like egging him on, right? Nope. He said he was in front of him guiding him. Oh, okay. Then you're fine. It's only Al- Alan who's attacked. I got a 10. Uh, okay. Uh, 10. All- sure, go ahead and hit him. Okay. They're right next to you, so it can't be that hard to hit. Four fire damage. All right, four more of them singed, and the ones who attack Owlin, they rolled an 18 to hit. That hits. Yeah. <laughs> Three points of damage as some sc- spiders skitter up and down your arms and bite you. Do you guys need the time Ouchie. to talk tactics between rounds, or are we going to keep going as we push no, the Rothe through? Keep, keep, we're all good, right? Keeping them moving. Keep logging. on keeping on. The Rothe move another six feet this round, so the, the second Rothe is fully in the, uh, in the crevice now. Um, the rest of you are behind. Jebediah, are you still molding earth? Just so Does I know it about seem the to be keeping them at bay? Uh, yeah, it's kind of splitting. It looks like about half of each force that attacks is being diverted by the mold earth. Okay. And um, like they're pushing into the cave, right? Like Yes, they're now trying to push into the cave with you now that you are in the cave. Okay, so I'm going to back into the, the cave and get like mm-hmm. a, a, a good little bit in there. And I'm going to use mold earth. It says that I can excavate a five foot cube. I'm just going to pull a chunk out of the ground and move it five feet in the front and just on the ground and just like make ah, a, make a big pile. And then there will be a hole behind it. Great. I'm going to roll their attacks with disadvantage because they all have to like redirect and cram through the remaining basically five foot opening that they can get to get to, to get into the crevice. It's seven feet, but it, yeah. five is basically seven. So. Uh, we're going to do that. Uh, let's go ahead and have Fox uh, roll to hit with your torch as some more of them leap towards you to attack with a 13 to hit Fox. Uh, I have 13 AC. 
uh, attacker wins in a tie. So you do take damage. 12 to hit Jebediah. Uh, 12 hits me, but I'm going to use my reaction and cast shield, which is going to bump my AC up uh, above that. I've got plus 5 AC for the rest of this turn. Cool. Yep. Uh, Fox, big oof. You take five points of damage as the spiders that do leap towards you. They're like, they bite you. Maybe some of the ones that leap through the fire are like singeing you as they bite you. So it's like a little, little, little extra, extra Flaming spiders. Yeah. Uh, you also, I assume, attacked some spiders with your torch. Tell me how much damage you dealt. Buddy? Are we talking to me? Yeah. Didn't you? I thought I already did that. If you told me the number, I missed it. Oh, yeah, I missed it too. Oh, wow. No, I, I think actually, it, you know that moment when you say something in your head and you're like, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I rolled a uh, six to hit. Okay. That's probably not going to do it. That's yeah, why I, they I, were I, able to get through the fire it. and singe you because you were like flailing, like you were shocked and flailing at oh, them. Yeah. Uh, Alan yeah. Woodrier, what you doing? 10 seconds. Uh, same thing as, uh... Whoa, what just happened on screen? Something exploded? Uh, chat cast healing word for Fox. Yo! Heck yeah. Grubbug says, ouch, nice. dog. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. So, there you Helping go. Very what, nice. What's represent? What's the word, Grubbug? What's the healing <laughs> it's ouch word? ouch, dog. The word is ouch, dog. <laughs> oh, okay. 1d4 uh, <laughs> plus 1 hit points for you, Fox. What's ouch, dog? Um... <laughs> Alan, did you tell me what you rolled to hit? I just rolled a 13. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll damage for me. The ones that attack you do so with an 11. Let me know if that hits you. Six damage, and it doesn't hit me because I now have a chainmail shirt. Yes, shirts, wearing yes. clothes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, six damage. True. Uh, okay, that brings us back to trying to talk tactics. Offkug is still edging on the rote. They make another five feet of progress. Ooh, you are making it go. to the bend. The first one is going around the bend now. Let's go. Um, All right, guys, you got it, man. Let's go. Keep coming. Keep coming. Uh, you guys, do you want time to talk tactics? You're rinsing and repeating. I am rinsing, rinsing and repeating. Okay. Uh, Fox, go ahead and roll your attack to hit the spiders. They're going to roll to hit you, still with disadvantage. Oh, oh no. I rolled a six. Well, they rolled and confirmed a one. So you actually don't take any damage because as they leap towards you, they like bounce off of each other in the weird sort of area and bounce themselves into the fire. <laughs> so I'll roll some damage. Oh, that's for like how a, many of the that's like a slow mo Zack Snyder shot right there. It's like, like a like, it's like mob think got him. You know the mob trampled him. Wow, that's convenient. and then I rolled you max damage. Six more spiders died. Heck yeah! Deep into the an all-out spider melee. It is an all-out spider melee. Jebediah Peppermint. They're going to attack you next. Frostbite. Uh, oh, no, sorry. It's their turn. Yeah. Uh, they attacked you, and they got an 18 to hit. Oof, that hits. Oh. Okay, that hits. Let's roll their damage. Let's not roll it off the end of my desk. One hit point of damage. Ugh. They do a terrifying little bite, and that's it. Uh, and you said you're going to use Frostbite as your turn? Yeah, they need a con save. Okay. They don't pass it. As it bites him, it, like, freezes. That'd be sick. Uh, four points of cold damage. Let's go. All right, four points of cold damage. And if you want it, then the one that bit you can freeze. Uh, it says that when they get, take this cold damage, they have disadvantage on their next attack rolls. They've already got disadvantage. They'll yeah, get double FYI. disadvantage. 
three disadvantage. <laughs> Dang. Uh, okay. Um, and then Alan Wadrier, they're going to attack you, and you're going to attack them back, right? Yeah, Let's with see. my torch. All right, their five isn't going to do much to you. Go ahead and roll to hit with your no. torch. Well, neither is my ten. Well, I don't know. Ten hit earlier. Uh, yeah, ten so will hit maybe. him. <laughs> okay. Full damage. Uh, oh, only a one for damage All right. this time. The, uh, the swarm looks to be a little under half the size it was when it first started attacking. Good to know. Sorry, I'm tracking size on a D10 and I can't. Okay. Um, Darn. And Zafka Gehibab, what are you doing? Come on, guys. Let's keep moving. That's keep right. it you're, moving here. You're let's go. Let's go. Pushing them to go keep forward. Keep moving. All right. They move three feet. So they're <sighs> like, the, the bend is just too much. They're like getting stuck in the bend and you're having to like <laughs> yeah. kind of squeeze, you know, like push fur in and help them squeeze around a corner and stuff. Yep. So you're you're doing great work, but it's just, it's just you it's know, slow. it's a tough space <laughs> for them to maneuver. Is Yeah uh, still with me? Yeah is with you. Yes. Okay. He's still in the pot with you. Thank God. Uh, triple disadvantage. I almost forgot the third one. All right, with a Always six, check they're not going to hit Fox. Always. Fox, go ahead and roll damage for your fire. Okay. Uh, can I can I actually uh, roll to intimidate? <laughs> to intimidate hey, we the spiders. Your friends. Yeah. Yeah. They, they tell me how you're doing. Half it. of them have died, and I, I'm just going to wave fire at the rest of them. Like, this, I'm I'm. I'm this mouse, this mouse, I, I keep hitting the mouse and the mouse keeps ruining my rolls. I got a, uh, I got a six. Ah, <laughs> uh, not very intimidating. No, not very intimidating. It would be more intimidating if you weren't like a slender changeling who's like, you know, with a, the thing. And if they hadn't seen you flail when the three of them that leapt through the torch got on you and they hadn't seen you like, that, then it would have been fair. more effective. But they saw that. That's so fair. they're like, meh. So they, <laughs> that's the yeah. exact sound they make too. Yeah. So they, they, uh, um, they don't hit you. You don't hit them because you're trying to be intimidating instead of attacking them. Uh, Jebediah right. Peppermint, uh, they're going to attack you. Oof. Uh, oh, another one. This triple disadvantage thing is not good for them. They didn't confirm yeah, it, but rough. they still miss you. So they kind of leap at you, but Fox, like being all intimidating, is like they're they're not sure they want to commit to the attack here. What do you want to do with your turn? <laughs> I'm gonna pat or being Dude, not working. I'm gonna pat Fox <laughs> on the calf, just like pop pop and say, "You got this, buddy." And I'm heading up to the front, and I'm gonna climb up on on top of the backs of the deep rote and kind of like hop skip up towards the front and start mold earthing the walls and just kind of like pushing them out a little bit to help help get this through this faster. Roll either athletics or acrobatics, your choice to see whether you can mold earth this turn or whether it takes a lot of effort to get, just because you're in such a cramped space that it might take a little mole folk such a, you know, a lot of effort to climb over them. Both of those are terrible. Come on, give me big numbers. That's a 14. Yeah, that's enough. You make it to the front and you can mold earth for this round. So are you just making it wide enough for him? Basically? Yeah, I'm just like a little bit on this side and a little bit on that side, you know, and, and I can move like a five foot Great. cube. So I'm thinking just like a couple feet on either side. I'm like, hey, Zoth, we got to get this thing moving, man. And so I'm just like, Whoa. I'm trying, man. There's assuming so much you do this, assuming you do this the rest of the way through in three rounds, you'll make it to the end of the, um, I, the end of the little thing here. All Go right. Ahead. Yes, Fox. I just want to say my mental image of this is Jebediah jumped on their backs, pulled out his blunderbuss, and just started 
shooting, shooting and nothing comes out of it. But then, like, just the earth explodes wherever he aims. Okay, like so, Yosemite Sam, like, up there on the face. So, that's it's actually, it's more like uh, he clicks it on and it's like a hairdryer. And it's just like, and, it, and like, all of the <laughs> stone is, like, turning into sand and just kind of, like, falling off of the wall. It's just like, that's, cool. that's amazing. He's a leaf blower. Yeah, man, Alan Woodrear. <laughs> Uh, it's now you and Fox. The spiders are attacking you. Another one. I'm not making this Let's up. Go. Let's go. Uh, the triple disadvantage, man. Here. It's everywhere for them. Uh, they do not confirm. So they attack you, but like just the fact that you have fire and they're dwindling numbers, they don't they don't connect. Go ahead and roll to attack. Alan is not going to roll to attack. He's also going to try to intimidate as Fox was trying to do. Okay. Thinking that's a good idea. And Alan didn't flail just... recently. so Alan did not. He got a dirty 20. Ooh, yep. That's, that's going to do it. The spiders kind of like shrink back a little bit. They're going to take the entire next turn to like bide their time and regroup, but they're not, they've not been dissuaded from attacking. They're just kind of, they look like they're reforming. Like the little individuals are forming back into like a big hairy swarm of spiders attacking. Brody. Uh, also, welcome Ari to the chat. Okay. Let's go. Um, I, if you guys want it, you can have 60 seconds to talk tactics or however long it takes you uh, before they, you get one round of like pass here where you can do whatever you want because they're not attacking, but they're they're going to attack again. Let's just, Jeb and I are keep moving forward. Zoth, you said you Alan, could, you got my back, you right? You said you could do this too, yes. right, uh, right Zoth? Yeah, man, but I don't have a way to cast spells right now. Oh, I'm snap. Playing. That's right. <laughs> So you can't do it right now. You can, but you can't. Not it's right theoretical. Now. Okay. I have the spell. I can I have the ability to cast it if I have the magical means to do so. So wait, wait, wait. I just want to make this clear. Earlier, we were all trying to coordinate, and you're like, "Yeah, man, I can, I can do mold earth. We can do this." Thirty seconds. And now that it's come down to it, you're like, "Well, actually, <laughs> technically, I could <laughs> if I could." Yes. <laughs> Don't don't listen to him. He's panicking because he's he's freaking out about those spiders back there. Let's just get this let's just get this thing going, Zoth. <laughs> Fifteen let's seconds. Go. You're doing good, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, Alan Alan's just gonna stay defending the back. Okay. The rear. Same. Yep. All right. So one round passes where you're defending it. They move forward two more rounds until you're out. The next round comes and the spiders revisit their attack on you. Darn. <laughs> uh, that is a thirteen to hit Fox. That hits. All right, 13 to hit Fox as some more spiders kind of skitter across you. Let's see how much damage they do. Another six. Ugh. Six hit points of damage as the spiders skitter across your arms wow. and like da, 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 attack you. But you get to roll uh, damage for hitting them with your torch. And we're going to assume at this point there's few enough of them that like you're not flailing wildly. You guys hit them every time. So All right, is this count as my turn or reaction? Uh, this would be, well, I guess you can do whatever you want with your turn. This wasn't a reaction. Okay. Um, I want to go ahead and when I go to hit him with the torch, I also want to take one of my flasks of oil and just sprinkle a little bit as I do so all along the ground. All right. And try to like light that at the same time. Cool. Um, I can roll disadvantage to try to hit him and light oil if that's... I'll handicap myself. If you're willing to just smash the flask and not unstopper it, then that's a free action. Dropping items is a free action. So you can just nah. drop... <laughs> nah. Glass is expensive, I man. All right. Uh, go ahead and roll with disadvantage then for your attack. We'll assume that you you like you know un, oh, uncork it with your yes. with your teeth. I got a 19 and a 16 on the die. That Let's means 17. Go. Excellent. Let's go. Well done. Let's go. So you both go. Uh, hit them. Roll a d6 of damage, and I'm gonna roll another d6 of damage for your fire. 
All right, that's uh, five. Excellent. So actually, seven of them are incinerated in the little uh, the little flames, and it's making it harder for them to move. So they're back to triple disadvantage. Uh, let's go. Let's go ahead and have them attack Alan Wadrier, who also is going to get uh, a chance to hit them with some fire. Uh, Alan, a seven's not going to hit you. What are no, you going to do to and them? And I got a dirty twenty. All right, roll your damage, <laughs> your damage. Five. Five damage. Great. They're down to about, you're now able to sort of individually count them. Like it, it's around 20, maybe even a little bit less okay. um, of spiders that remain. They reform and this time all 20 of them in just one huge mass leap Gross. towards Fox. They just, I don't want to hear The whole 20, just like these wolf spiders leap at you. Um, they're going to roll, still triple disadvantage to hit. Breathe fire, fire breathe. Dude, with triple disadvantage, they rolled a 13. Wow. So they do hit you. All 20 of them are attacking, so I'm going to roll a d20, a potential uh, one hit point of damage for each spider. Six points ouch. of damage as they leap towards you and the mass like bounces off of you and some of them bite and scratch and skid across you. But they are at this point all right next to you. So you and Alan are able to just like hit them with the torch. So this is upsetting. Both of you go ahead and roll damage for this round of the fight as the Rotheg make it even closer to the end Holy of the, the crevice there. Only two damage. Right? Uh, two as well. All right, that brings us down to, you can now individually count them. There are 14. Um, you, they're going to mass together. Spiders. Those 14 are gonna mass together and attack um, Owlin this time. Like they just- Well, wait, are, are we out of the cavern yet? As, no, is there's that one more round, of... one more. This is the last round oh, of, the, okay. of being stuck in the crevice. Okay. Um, but they they basically are like pooling together because they're bouncing off of like the walls as they leap at Fox. They like kind of recongeal and leap across now towards Alan. So okay. fourteen spiders leap towards you. I forgot to roll for them to hit. Let's see how bad they do. For some reason, the dice seem to love you. Never mind, the dice hate you with triple disadvantage. That's a nineteen. That's uh, wait. Did you what? Yeah, 20, wow. Twenty nineteen. Not making it That's up. That's crazy. Yeah. Insane. I if only you guys like if only that was a roll in your favor that would have been really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been awesome. Spiders. Uh, but anyway, so they they do <laughs> still hit you though, and they deal yeah. a total of eight points of damage as they you know claw Darn. at you and skitter across, and now that be a lot of spiders. You both have a chance to hit them again with fire. Kill it with fire as you make it as just as behind you the. The Rote make it out of the crevice and you're kind of getting into space. The spiders are all in front of you in the hit. entrance. 16 hits. How much damage do you do? Only two again. Only two Seven. again. I got 19 to hit yeah, and six damage. There you there go. There it is. And the last like six spiders as you leave the crevice are not willing to like poke out into the open area beyond and follow you. They kind of like sit there just little, little mandibles clacking together watching you guys leave. Ooh. Their mandibles are sharp enough that they clack? Yes. <laughs> that's ah, that's terrible. That's right. I hate that. Have you ever heard of I'm, spider's mandibles clack? You can I hear it on real spiders, no. too. Uh, uh, so it, moving on, I, because I, this is I terrible. try not to get close enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this I, is I mean, terrifying. All right. I'm a, I'm a recovering arachnophobe, so like oh, this, is, sorry, man. this is perfect. Oh, sorry, man. I didn't know that. Uh, rip. That's okay. <laughs> uh, so you guys make it through, and you are no longer in combat. Instead... You find yourselves in uh, probably the strangest, most fantastical underdark environment you've ever found yourselves in. You emerge into a dense 
forest of fungi twisting and turning, no even ground. Even the ground itself is covered in vines and different like fungal growths. And there are some plants and all different things that are just like, it's all twisted and turned into a weird canopy of, of tunnels and bridges and things. This huge, just forest of denseness lit from within by these like eerie green and blue glows that are emanating from the fungi themselves. Um, it's also warm, like really warm, not like dangerously warm, but like, like summer day in, in the open plains warm. Um, the ground is perfectly dry at your feet, although water is dripping from the ceiling here and there, as it does in most caverns in the underdark, it seems like the root system of this dense forest just sucks it up immediately and it gets pulled back in as nutrients. Jebediah's got a hand up. What's up, Jeb? Is it like humid in here? No, it's not very humid. Interesting. Just warm. It's a dry heat. It's not quite dry. Like it, there is some moisture. It's just not noteworthy humid. It's room temperature heat, if that makes sense. Doesn't <laughs> room make sense. Humid. Room it's humidity. Room <laughs> At this point, you and the Rote are basically standing at the edge of this forest, and there are a bunch of different tunnels and mazes and bridges and ways that you could go. Uh, Zothkug has a hand up. What's up, my friend? Uh, is there so is the soil then like a soiled ground? No, it's still mostly stone. Although here and there there is soil, but the root system is like like goes into the ground and back up again. Okay. So there is some soil, but it seems like mostly it's still stone floor. And the stone here is um, like a jagged and broken up where you can see it. Mostly you can't even see it. It's all roots. But where you do see it, it's like the roots are, you know, like when um, plants push sidewalk to the yeah. side and you see like the little cracks in it. It's like that okay. in the uh, in the stone floor. So that's what you see ahead of you. Is there an active like drip of water close by? There is an active drip of water close by, close enough that you can see it. And in fact, as you kind of draw your attention to that, you realize that it's the only thing you can hear. There's not mm. a sound, not a whisper, not a puff of air that you can hear through this, except that okay. of the water dripping. Could I take the pot and with the plant and hold it under the dripping water? Hmm. Uh, I, I, is Zothka is, is like on his way to do that, yeah. correct? I, first, uh, Zoth, I, I believe it may be beneficial to um, examine this water. We do not know uh, where where it is coming from yet and what, what it is it's like. It's cave water. As you are well, speaking, uh, your voices reverberate back to you. Like they just go off into the forest and bounce back to you really loudly. I will, will attempt to. I believe we should at first give it some investigation. Uh, Guys, I don't like this place. Magical I don't like this place at all. All right, man. I, I'm going to hold out my I'm hand and like just, just let the water hit my hand and see if anything happens outside of a usual water. The water hits your hand. Um, it's warm to the touch, unlike the normal cold cavern water. But other than that, it does you no harm or anything. It seems like it's, you okay. know, it's just natural water that has eroded through the earth and is falling through the, uh, I'm going to sniff um, it through and the then roof taste there. it. Okay. You I say sniff it is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, 
Uh, it smells like um, orchids and lilac. And when you taste it, it just tastes like, you know, like hard mineral water. Like okay. it has a lot of, of rock sediment collected into it, but it's just, it's, it is water. Okay. I think it's safe, man. It, I, I believe it, you are probably correct. What I can observe. In fact, uh, I'm tempted to fill my own water skin with, with it. It, it seems to be a rarity to find pure water. Still Excellent. just drip. Yeah. Drip. drip. Take the pot and hold it under. Uh, a single drop of water falls into the pot and um, it kind of like slides across your your mossy kind of wilted plant that's at the bottom there and nothing seems to happen just yet. Yeah, the Mykonid looks up at you and like holds up a little plant hand, like, like give it a little bit. And he sits down and he begins um, emanating some yellow spores over the plant. They spin in a vortex, like very slowly, not not dangerous looking, but they kind of form into like a double helix almost That's cool. as they as they sort of fly around your plant. And then yeah is going to like sit down and he rests his two little plant hands on the moss at the base of the pot. Um, at the same time, still drip, drip, drip. There's water falling from the cavern onto your plant. Um, how long are you willing to wait to see if something happens? How long before someone interrupts? Because at the moment, nothing is happening besides I, this I ritual. am fascinated and enthralled, so unless someone like breaks me out of this trance-like state, I'm just going to sit there and just sort of in awe. I'm going to do circles around us uh, nice. and keep an eye out for any movement. Nice. Alan is also wanting to watch this for the scientific purpose of seeing what happens. I'll I'll take a look out. I've got some pretty good vision in the dark. You, you look like you need some rest, man. I'm if gonna, they're, gonna, if they're gonna like, take a minute, you should probably heal up a bit if that if you think that's a good idea. Alright, man, just yell if you need anything, okay? I will talk at a gently... moderate level and you will no. be able to hear me. <laughs> uh to be fair, um, I, I think that's actually true. As I try to whisper now that I hear myself yeah. reverberating. All right. I'm going to gently like set the pot on the ground like very carefully and then just like sort of sit cross-legged in front of it. Very, very uh, focused. Alan will also do that or sit next to Zoth. Cool. Um, it takes 15 minutes before you see the first signs of of like plant growth appearing um, in the in the moss and then it begins to very rapidly start sprouting little buds from the top of it um, Alan, Jeb and Fox all of you please roll a d6 the sum of these is how many leaves are going to sprout from the plant as it turns back into a vine Five. I got a four. All right, five plus eight, that's 13 leaves sprout Yay. from your plant. There you go. Um, yeah, the myconid is still like bent over the plant. And as the spores kind of stop and the plant growth finishes, um, in total, it takes about a half hour for all of this to go through. That's um, between, between the kind of excitement of 
discovering your plant, regrowing, and watching everything come back to normal, it takes you a few seconds to realize that Yeah is still frozen there with his hands on the plant. Um, and and like he seems to be stuck. Like he can't remove his hands from the, the vine. Uh, I'm going to like bend down and, uh, yeah, what's going on, man? Yeah is just frozen there. Um, when you touch him, he's still warm. Like he's not dead, but he's just like frozen in place like a statue, like stuck to the plant. Could I pick him up? Uh, yeah, when you lift him up, the end of the vine comes with him. Like he he's still like a gargoyle, like like statuesque as you lift him. It seems as though Yeah may have somehow merged with the plant in some way, or perhaps this is something he has done before, but now he is stayed. I've never seen him do this, man. What, 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 what's going on, man? I... Well, let 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 us let's let's calm down and view this situation uh, calmly. I is... believe if Yeah was in trouble, um, that would be a different situation entirely. I think that um, is this normal. This. this... He's I don't, a I don't mushroom, know. right? Jebediah, can you roll a move? perception for me? Um, my perception that I was up. wanting to do, if you don't mind, I was wanting That's to... My, my thought is that this place is very sensitive to noise, so if there is something here that's predatory, it's probably insanely quiet. I would like to do a smell perception check, if that's cool, while I'm walking around. Yep. That makes sense. Uh, that is an 18. You inhale deeply. And you don't smell any predators, but you smell coal? Coal smoke? Just like a little faint trace of coal smoke. I'm going to follow it. Um, okay. Um, do you tell anybody or are you just going to kind of see where you where it goes? I'll whisper into my blunderbuss and cast a message back to Fox. Just tell him, hey, I uh, smell a little something smells like coal maybe like a fire that somebody's put out or something i'm gonna go check it out i won't be far did you do you need help no i got it that has just added the sixth tension die to the pool i'm gonna roll tension as jebediah goes off to investigate something and everyone tries to see what happens with yeah here i i do believe that uh this you know this magical moss and plant um it seems to be neutral. It is not evil or good, so I doubt whatever it's doing to uh, yeah, or whatever yeah is doing to it is you know, completely negative. It It's probably something yeah has done by choice. Can I roll a nature check? At least that's the impression I get. Or arcana? Uh, yes, you can roll a nature check. Okay. Nature. Nature. Uh, as you're rolling that, we'll come back to you. Okay. As you're rolling that check, Jebediah, you step uh, basically into one of the tunnels of, of fungi forest to go follow your nose and see what the coal scent is doing. Excuse me. You follow it for, I don't know, maybe 20 or 30 feet, and the it begins to get all twisty and windy, and like you're really relying on your nose here. You go through several intersections and things. You've probably gone around 100 or 200 yards um, when you finally come out at the source of the coal smell. It is a deep kind of ravine cut into the floor. It's only about a foot across. It's not like no no humanoid cut it. It's, you know, naturally occurring. It's like a little fissure. Um, and far, far below is bubbling lava. 
It's so far down that the actual glow of the lava does not light the cavern, but it does light your face as you, you know, look mm. down, down at it. So it's just the occasional whiff of smoke kind of makes its way up, up to you. Um, but you can't even hear it bubbling. Um, as I said, it's, it's totally silent. So even like your footsteps feel really loud to you, even though, you know, you're just kind of gently placing your steps. Okay. I'll, uh, I kick like a little rock down into it. It, it takes a long time for it to fall, but you do hear it. You do hear it kind of like sizzle just a little bit of the sizzle as it as it hits the lava and that's crossing this tunnel right like from side to side yeah it's i mean it's it's not like a straight line you know it's yeah. it's naturally occurring so it's kind of windy but yes it's like side but it's to not side. like it's not traveling with the tunnel it's like crossing the path essentially yeah you're basically now in like a big wide it would be a wide open cavern if it were not full of forest so the the little tunnel you're in it crosses your tunnel but then it continues off into the forest, you know, because mm. there's this whole kind of dense plant growth that you are in. Okay, I'm going to um, make a the mental same time, note of, of where that is and start working my way back. Great. Um, we're going to say you find your way back by the time that we're done with Zothkug here because okay. you're, you're, you've been paying attention to your steps and nothing has threatened or distracted you. So you, you can pretty much retrace your steps. Zothkug, what'd you roll on your nature check? I got an eight. Okay. Uh, you are not really sure what's going on at the moment. I, 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 don't, I don't know if this is good. Are the spores still circling or are they gone? No, the spores are gone. It's now just... Yeah. I, I, I guess he said he said he was doing something. I don't know if this is what he meant when he was doing something. It it may be. Um, I... While I am... Um, befuddled. I, I don't believe we should be too worried. Uh, is there a way to transport the, the pot with gas still in the state? Absolutely. I've been doing that pretty much the whole trip, only he's been sent to Okay. Well, um, that may be what we must do for the next little while until we have a, a longer chance to study what yeah is what's happened to yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. Because yes. I, I don't believe we should sit on our rest on our laurels here. I guess we'll just just wait it out. I hope he's okay, man. As you as you're talking about it, you begin to see just the slightest inkling of something happening at the edge of his little mushroom cap. Um, it seems to be starting to kind of curve upwards, like you know how it's normally like a bell. Yeah. Um, and and it's starting to curve up in the other direction, like reversing. And you actually now that you can see that, um. The longer that you watch, the more other details you notice very slowly changing about, yeah. Um, you see him start to develop some like, almost like tree bark type um, material grows across his shoulders and and a little bit down his torso. And he begins to get a little bit larger. Um, his his legs begin to get a little bit longer and a little bit thicker. Um and, and he starts to, it's almost like that bark is acting as like a natural armor growing up his legs and up the side of his arms. Um, and his, his hands elongate from like little, little like puppy hands into um, slightly more like claw-like um, features. And then um, his eyes open and they're like glowing a bright yellow 
as he's like, he still isn't moving. He's still kind of stuck where he is, but now his eyes are glowing like a bright yellow color. Yeah, has evolved. Are you gonna? <laughs> are you gonna do anything? Or are you just gonna leave him? I'm, I'm just just watching in awe, like, uh, uh, oh my god, yeah, what's going on, man? Um. Okay. Well, then that continues to happen for a bit. Fox, what are you up to? Your mic, uh, mic is muted. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, I'm going to try to get a short rest in. Okay. Uh, at least that's what I was doing. Uh, you have enough time for a short rest. So I'm, I'm just going to... I guess I'm also in the vicinity of what's happening here. Yes. You can, um, you can see what's going on. Zoth, you got that, right? <laughs> what do you mean do I got that? Like, I see what's happening. I mean, if... I, it is e- extremely fascinating. It seems as though he's almost going through a stage of evolution or upgrading his own bodily properties. Okay, that it's, sounds it's good. It's like an armor. <laughs> awesome. Or, I'm gonna go back to making or sure. Or like an expansion of himself. I'm not sure whether the plant, well, the 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 moss is the cause of this, That's or whether this awesome. is a natural process that would have happened. You know what? Previously. Either way, or was it a natural process that Let's, now the, the, at the this vine moment Jebediah has, re-enters has the camp? Upgraded? Jebediah, come look at this. You guys are being way too loud. You need to... But but come along. It's hard not to be loud when something this fascinating is happening. Wait. I'm just... Fox, like, not get himself into trouble? No, man, yes. (laughs) I mean, that's also fascinating. Yes, change it, man. That may be true, but still. He's, like, basically... Um, before he was like half of Jeb high, now he's about Jeb's height. Oh, oh somebody got somebody. Zoth, did you have the talk with Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I haven't talked to him about that yet. I don't. I. I mean, personally, I would not be even confident that Zoth has ever received the talk. <laughs> he doesn't seem the type to think about that. I'm going to go over here and finish bandaging <laughs> Alan, these spider bites. I want you to think about you've what you're it. saying real quick. I was in... You, you all got I'm it. I'm a followener of Kelnor, <laughs> the, the god of good vibes, man. While they're doing this, yes, I'm just going mean, to pat well, yeah, on the head, just kind of rub his mushroom cap a little bit and just be like, you okay, little dude? <laughs> they grew up so fast. True. <laughs> When you pat him on the head, his like glowing yellow eyes flick up towards you like he's aware of your presence, but he still isn't like isn't moving. And you can now see his shoulders are kind of bunching up like he's trying to pull his hands free, but they won't they won't come free. Can I assist um, I'll him like grab onto his wrist and around like his bicep on one of his hands and just try to help him. Just try to help him. Like you, if it feels like he's pulling free, I'm just gonna Yeah. Yeah. Uh the one hand does like it kind of comes free. It's like a claw type of grip that he's frozen in, and so you eventually are able to like pull him off of the vine. There's still one other hand, Zothkug, you wanted to assist with that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Zoth, you pull his other hand off. As you pull his hands off of the vine, he kind of shrinks back down to the size that he's been. Um, and the glow kind of fades from his eyes. And he like he sits down on the ground and he like looks exhausted. He like looks up at you like, huh? You know, like I, I'm confused about what happened, but he doesn't send any spores to talk to you, so you don't really get any other indication from him of what's going on. I'll just pat him on the head and say, "Uh, that was intense, man. Uh, you should rest up, take a nap. We'll protect you." He's like already asleep as you're talking <laughs> to him. He's like falling asleep. Good night, little dude. So, and I pat him. I am so interested to 
talk to Yao about what just happened when he awakes. He, I wonder if that was a conscious choice that he made to undergo that transformation, or whether that it was simply natural instinct or simply caused by an outside force. It's all very interesting. Does anyone have like an empty pot or jar or something, water skin man? At that moment, you hear a harsh whispered voice that seems to echo from all around you. Interesting. What is interesting? Okay. And the whispers Uh, reverberate and, you know, almost turn into white noise as they fade away. Like, we're, we're done, uh, you know, we should probably, you know, we've rested, uh, we've had Who, something cool happen. Yeah, it's awesome. I, Zoth, don't talk to me. Who are you? I'm, I'm Zoth Kug. Who are you? Zoth, what did I just say? Hey, Fox. Let, Stop talking. Let him do this. Give him once. I am the fierce whisper. The coiled blade. I am the terror of forest and glade. Possessor of all that has passed. Collector of all that shall be. I am Kyvan the Undying. The Unbroken Chain. I am he who survived Karsuri's flame. Now tell me again. I'm Zothcug, man. In the silence, (laughs) drip, drip. The water stops dripping. Not again. What is your purpose here? Uh, We're just trying to, to pass through to get to the town without taking the main road, man. We don't want any trouble. We have some uh, offerings if if you'll take them. What offering could you bring, Kaivin? Uh, we we have um um two delicious rote. The rote who can still like communicate <laughs> with you are like, <laughs> can they still communicate with all that stuff that went through? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ooh. the the stuff that he had done beforehand is still in effect. Okay. The spores have a they expire after an hour. So, oh, um, you also seem to be a purveyor of collecting things. These two rote, you could make a large collection of rote with them should you desire. I do not desire things. Well, I think the rote would not consider themselves things. Who addresses Kyvan thus? I am Pebbles. (laughs) (laughs) Purveyor of magic and things interesting and fantastical. And uh, I would would request that we... Such uh, a shame. And you hear footsteps begin moving through the forest towards you kind of like crunchy twig snapping footsteps. I missed that last word. Something. What a shame. A liar. Liar. What a shame. And steps are Uh, moving towards you. Let's just talk to the voice in the woods. You know, let's just find guys. We ruin any chance or timing we could have had to get away. 
Oh, this is great. Great choice, guys. Y'all, y'all did good. And who are you? Kyvan has many guests today. Uh, oh, oh, well, uh, Mr. Disembodied Voice that is also named Kyvan. Um, I am Fox. At least that's what I go by. Um, and uh, I, I, I... I don't know what else you want me to say. I'm a I'm a person that is very much not wanting to you know intrude or you know like we're probably in your way or something. You know if we could just we could just go through very quickly, it's not a problem. Not a problem. You seek to go to Tumbleweb. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well. It seems as though uh, you, Kaivin, are a very keen-witted person, and uh, I will simply uh, go uh, around above the heads of my teammates and say we are actually not seeking Tumbleweb. We are seeking what is underneath Tumbleweb, of which we are not quite sure what that is. Maybe we're going to Tumbleweb. Uh, Yes, but I I sense as though Kaivin knew that that was not the case. Jebediah, um, well, and all of you, the footsteps as they get closer and louder, you can now see four humanoids kind of emerging from the haze, distance, etc., fog of war of the the woods. And they are, each of them is, is, it's a humanoid shape, but it's woven from branches and twigs and things. Um, they, they walk towards you. They, they're kind of shambling, not like zombie shambling, but like kind of slowly plodding along. Um, but each of them has these sort of like hooked horns of wood kind of coming out of their forehead, like these sharp blades coming out of their forehead. And they have like gnarled tree, like, like claws basically, um, Mm -hmm. as they, as they walk towards you, Kyvin's voice again, echoes around you. Ah, honesty. I will reveal myself for the honest one. And just as the four wooden creatures make it to the edge of the woods, you turn around and right there in front of you, just like inches away, is a massive serpent. Uh, it has these like hooked scales that come out of its forehead in this gray charcoal gray pattern running back along its body with these red stripes across it. And even its underbelly is armored with some kind of natural armor. It's not scales, but like a thick, like toughened hide, basically. Um, it, it lashes these uh, this like rapier thin tail back and forth as it speaks and its tongue is equally like thin and almost like a precision blade ending in two kind of forked tines. It has four fangs like a dog's canines, like massive, sharp, intimidating, and it is two inches away from your face, um, Owlin. It's hanging down from the ceiling. Uh, it is longer than you can see. Like its body stretches up and back away into the woods somewhere. About 10 feet of it are revealed to you. Uh, Truly uh, marvelous creature you are, Kyvin. Creature am I? (gasps) Gasp. We are all creatures, right? I am as old as time. 
and it rears back and you can see in its jaw as it kind of yawns wide, you can see like ancient skeletons of things that it has like crunched. There are like bones and gems and things that it's like collected mm-hmm. in the back of its jaw and um, it it like rears up and comes back down. I am no mere creature. I meant no offense. Uh, I simply was taken aback by you revealing yourself. I'm adding a die to the tension pool. Um, we, we simply mean to pass through as we are on a quest to restore magic to this world. And we believe the Bright World Company are possibly at fault for this. And we are meaning to see what they are doing underneath Tumbleweb. And what, what harm they are causing. one of you lies to me. And it swings its great head over and locks eyes with Jebediah. Unfortunately, um, as is often the case, not all doers of good in the world who are tasked with a great quest such as ours have made habits in the past of doing good, myself included. And old habits die hard, especially in the case of immense pressure, such as uh, this situation now. (laughs) With a whip-like motion, it swings its head. I mean, like you blink, and its head is back eye to eye with you. And it says, a quest. And it flicks out its tongue as it thinks to itself, I am a collector of secrets. I will allow you passage in exchange for a secret. Tread carefully. The value of your secret will determine the lead I give you from my minions if I deem it unworthy. And then he vanishes up into the the mouth of the, like back up into the top of the, the forest and you find yourself surrounded not by four, but by eight of those like mm. twig creatures that have emerged from the woods behind you. Uh, Mr. Um, oldest time, Mr. Kyven, um, <laughs> is that like for each of us or, or like for the group? Depends on the secret. So, guys, I think this might call for a team huddle. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna hear us. Uh, yeah, um, but I, I, I don't I, know. I believe that the 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 morality boost of the team huddle is <laughs> worth the. All right, man. Yeah, even you know. See, Alan's got my back. All right, man. Let's go. A team huddle. Um. So, uh. Guys, uh, anybody got some like Je- really Jebediah, juicy are you secrets? In the, are you in the team huddle? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got one, man. But it's Thanks, just Jeb. personal. Oh. I, mean, I, I figure most secrets are. Um, is it going to save us from, you know, not dying? It could help, man. Uh, how about you, Alan? You know any world-ending secrets? Uh, I... Not that I know of. As a soldier, I was uh, I was not a spy of any sort. I was a fairly by-the-book soldier, and then 
sort of a diplomat. So um, it, you know, I, and a scientist, scientist, science as well is meant to be very public and, and peer reviewed by uh, the rest of the science community. So that's um, a really long way of saying no. <laughs> no. <laughs> what about you, Jim, man? I don't like it in here. I think maybe we should go back and go the other the other road. It's too late, man. Yes, uh, I, I do believe it see, is too, if see, we attempt there's... to leave, we will probably be killed. I will have my secret or yeah. I will have dinner. See? Do that, you think uh, he wants like uh he's ordering now <laughs> for dinner? No, I don't think so, man. I, I believe the food was delivered to him and that is us. I know. This is being really hopeful. Foxman, you got a secret okay. too? I mean, who doesn't? Except for Owlin, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> I, I simply have not done many in- interesting enough things in my life to keep a secret. I, I don't know what... <laughs> Good on you, Owlin. Good on you. Jeb, is that a uh, DM Jeb? question or a group? DM question. Yeah. Um, so there are pockets of my backstory that have not been filled in. Um, or that have, that have not been like revealed here and there. How much are you willing for me to elaborate tonight with a secret? Um, I mean, you, you have limited lore authority, right? So anything that has to do with your character or your backstory, if you speak it into existence, it exists. Okay. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. If you wanna. All right. I may have something, um, but it's like I don't want to share it, but it's mostly because I don't want to die. Okay, I, I, I got this, guys. What, 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 one quick question. Hey, um, Kyvin, uh, all, all knowing, uh, you're really cool, by the way, and all that. Um, so, like, on a scale of like zero being, you know, I stubbed my toe, but I didn't want to tell anybody <laughs> to 10, I know all the secrets of the universe. What what, what would you say you're looking for? <laughs> Fox, man, what kind of question is that? Hey, man. I'm just One saying. Would assume I think that the better the qui- the better the secret, the less likely we'll get eaten. I, I assumed that I that was implicit in like the a, deal. A two or a three, but if he's looking for a five or six, I think we should probably tell multiple secrets. That's all I'm saying. Uh, with a with a with a blink of an eye and a whoosh of motion, Kyvan is there again, coiled around your huddle, and his head dipped <laughs> like into the center of your huddle. Um, so fast that like you don't even recognize the motion. He's just there. there, and you can feel the warmth of his breath on all of your faces as his little tongue flicks out, and he says, "I will accept multiple secrets if you feel they are not worthy individually." Oh, well, Four welcome to the huddle. Secrets of extreme value to me. Um, I will reveal a secret in turn. You would be amazed to know what I know about the Bright World Company. That would be very useful. Um, 
He could, rears his big head back up, but he does not leave coiled yeah. around your group. Uh, He's still surrounding you. <clears throat> Kyvin, your your <sighs> godliness. Um, can we reveal the- That is an appropriate honorific. Um, Inappropriate or appropriate? Is an appropriate. Okay. Um, can we reveal them to you in private? It is only us here. But like, I I do see the merit in uh simply in privately revealing a secret to Kaifen, as that way it stays even more secret. Not even three other people will know the secret. That's a if secret, that, all right. Yeah. Only you would know. And one, you know, obviously the person whose secret owns. I will allow it. If you want to privately Good reveal a secret to Kaivin, you can DM it to me. Okay. On on the Discord. <clears throat> I'm going to send you, type it up. Okay. Right. So Kaivin swoops down and now he like individually just coils around Zothkug with his head and a little bit of his like upper snake body and then lifts him way up to like the top <laughs> of the cavern so no one else can hear him. Okay. Yeah, I'm not doing so, uh, that. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> Jeb, okay. How about this? I'm willing to go next. Alright. If we can all keep it to ourselves. Right. But if he's not satisfied with mine, I mean, one of y'all got to go. Okay, that's, that's all I'm saying. I'm not dying here because somebody forgot about their mother's birthday and doesn't want to say so, okay? <laughs> I didn't sign up to be lunch. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, um... Mine's just kind of embarrassing. And little shamed. I mean, I understand. Uh, you know, we all got something, right? We've all grown up. We've all been on this continent for years. Some more than others. You rack up regrets. It's bound to happen. Alan, are you sure you have nothing? <laughs> I, 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 I do not believe that I have misled anyone in any in any way. Especially you, as after like, perhaps maybe I neglected to tell you that like, I my own battalion while we faced challenges never s saw a battle. I never had to hand to like like kill anyone while I was deployed. However. I, I, that's not a secret that I actively try to keep. It's just I, maybe I never told anyone. I I don't know. I'm not embarrassed of it. I don't. I I do not know. You, you never like got rejected by a, a girl or something, or I don't Perhaps, know anything that you I, just are embarrassed about. Because if if it's a point one value we're off of on this zero to ten scale, I'm just saying that could be the point one. I, I will. I will. Attempt to think of something that because I often when I consider it, when I think of a secret, I think of something that someone actively attempts to keep from other people, not just something that someone forgot about or um, just never told anyone because they never thought it was relevant. 
uh, a secret's still a secret if it's omitted and no one else knows about it. Interesting. True? Yes? No? Yeah, I mean, sh- maybe. Uh, if that is the case... Um... At that moment, Kaivin silently sets Zothkug down very quietly, and two of the, like, twig creatures walk forward and take him by the arms and lead him off into the forest. Interesting. Uh, okay. Like, still have the pod uh, with the in it, right? Yeah, you're fine. Okay. You have all your stuff. Cool. Uh, he, he's good, right, Mr. Godly Kaivin? What is your secret? Uh... You know, I I will tell you. I just I I you know I, for for my my friend Owlin's sake, um, I, can we like define what a secret is? <laughs> we were having like a debate about what a secret is, um, and you know he he thought secrets were things that you 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 know try to hide, and that's true, but wouldn't it also include things that are just omitted? What? Yes, exactly. Would would a tech, would it would a secret still be Something considered a secret if I simply never thought was relevant to tell? Oh, well, don't interrupt the god guy. Okay. I apologize. Something that you try to hide is a lie. A secret is something no one or very few know besides you. They do not personal okay see thank you that was very helpful there you go who will share their secret next uh i guess i will go guys are you trying to share your secret in private or are you just gonna tell him i'm I'm gonna share my secret private Zothkug gets privacy, I get privacy. He coils around you at the top of his head and lifts you way up to like the top of the Mm -hmm. cavern. You can DM me your your secret. Now it's Jeb and Owlin who are sitting on the ground. Well, Owlin, it's it's been nice knowing you. (laughs) Uh, I I, am sorry. Uh, I believe you can do this, and I, I am also... Uh, racking my mind for uh, uh, some sort of secret. Hmm. Well, kind of a good thing and a bad thing. I was going to share something personal that was kind of secret, but it seems like he's not interested in that. So, maybe I'll just it, die with my secret I, to myself. I I I have the feeling that hmm um well, uh I, I think that he what I apologize. I'm, I'm DMing Josh lore questions to see if oh, sorry. Alan's secret works. In my uh, head, right? I'm just hearing this conversation and I'm just imagining like Soth's missing. I've been pulled away and they're just like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway. I think that's also, I think that's also true. Um, Alan, Alan, sorry, Alan. I, it, it seems to me that while, um, large questions or large secrets that deal with uh, 
the world overall uh, are would be important to uh, Kaivin. I, I I don't doubt that personal question personal secrets of great import to you as a as a person or as a soul. Yeah. I don't doubt that those secrets would also uh, because those are um, often the deepest kind of secret. If that if that makes sense, the least people know. Those. Yeah, he said something about being dishonest, though. If it was just something about yourself, because you're just like, I guess maybe he thinks that you're like ashamed of just speaking the truth. I, I believe that if you tell Kaivin a truth that nobody else knows, then he will count that as a secret. Hmm. Well, man, he sure is up there a long while. What do you think he's doing? <laughs> Fox is probably... Well, I was going to say probably sweet-talking him, but I think he's probably being his pants a bit too much to be sweet-talking right now. Drip. <laughs> Drip. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> man, Alan... I'm sorry. I'm a slow typer. Get those WPMs <laughs> up. I I believe I have thought of a secret for Kaivin. Um, Amazing. But I but I will I I will tell it not in private with him because I believe that I have established already a transparency with the rest of you that I wish to keep. And I believe Kaivin will not be opposed to that, as he, as as it was actually us who suggested the privacy for the secrets in the first place. It's it's important for your brand to maintain <laughs> transparency. <laughs> uh, did you see the tension pool, Josh? I did. Okay, just making sure. We're up to four in the tension pool now. Oh. Remember, Chad, oh. at six we roll. Oh dear. We roll we're out right at, at six. Yeah, exactly. Let's just rip off a band-aid, wash an eye. We'll do the last two. <laughs> sure, there's a long conversation happening up in the treetops yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, that is okay. <laughs> Should we just like make a break for it now? <laughs> uh, the tw the the twig creatures that are around you seem to have heard and understood what you said because each of them seems to like tense like the energy in the air changes a little bit hey, I'm, just, still I'm just talking I'm just talking I as as is evidenced by uh, what we have just witnessed uh, I believe that it's not a, yeah. a, a good idea there's lava around here that I'm sure they really hate <laughs> oh uh, I, I I was unaware of that is that a secret uh, well, did you tell him that I mean I'm sure he probably knows <laughs> um, probably especially if he's uh, all knowing or something yeah hey like, like uh, hey did you not keeps yeah, saying. yeah it's, it's like walking yeah. into someone's house and being like are you aware you have baseboards on your walls at um, that moment hmm. the uh, the great serpentine head of Kaivin begins to descend and gently sets uh, Fox down just as you hear him say Oh sure, your uh, godliness. Yeah, no, no problem. Anytime. Sets him down, rears Woo. up, and he roars. And up until this point, he has whispered. So the sound wow. of his roar reverberating around this cavern is gargantuan. 
Zothkug, you can hear it from where you are now. Um, you you can hear the roar like reverberate and the whole forest shakes and you see hundreds of those twig creatures emerge from the ground and begin kind of manipulating the forest until a single straight path through to where Zothkug is appears. And Kaivin crouches back down and he locks eyes with Zothka or with um, Fox for a second. And then he slowly turns to the other two of you and he goes, this one has greatly pleased me. I shall give you a secret in turn. We did good, guys. The Bright World Company has never known the magic it would take to accomplish their end. They are pawns in a scheme beyond sin. There are creatures in the water. Creatures not of this world. They are the architects for what the Bright World Company has built. But before long, all will become ashes at their hands. Except for Except for did he is that what you ended with? He said me. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Got it. Sorry, Sorry Discord might have cut that out. <laughs> um that's that sounds more like a prophecy than a secret. but that's a cool secret. No, that's <laughs> you that's awesome. Thank you for bestowing such uh greatly appreciated roll, knowledge. Roll um just roll straight charisma. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, that's a 19. <laughs> you consider my secrets inadequate? No. You no. believe not at all. that I have not been detailed enough? He leans no, back not. down and locks eyes with you. How much will it take? Must I tell you the inner workings of the Aboleth's plans? Must I detail for you the ways that they came through the vortex? Must I connect the dots between the Bright World Company and the Order of the Ring? Must I spell out for you in great painstaking (laughs) detail? The ways in which the merfolk provoked the anger of the gods. You don't need to do any of that. I, know, I was saying it was so great, it sounded almost yeah, better than this. it's completely unnecessary secret. information. Yeah, that, 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 that first time was completely fine. Kaivin, like, sits back up on it, like, almost like he's sitting on his haunches, like a cat that's considering you, like, with its little intelligent eyes. He looks down at you, his tongue flicks out, and he goes, I am outliving all. No dragon has ever reached the heights of my intellect, and you dare accuse me of of lack of specificity. <laughs> That's the last tension pool die we're gonna roll. Oh no. I 
I I don't know how that isn't like prophecies like telling the future like you were you were telling secrets so awesome to us that we go before I change. Great, yeah, sorry. Um, you're awesome. You're gonna outlive us everything. (laughs) Bye. Great, uh, great godly Kyvan, would another secret ease your pains? If it's a good one. And Kyvan, like, crouches down and gets eye to eye with you. <laughs> My secret is that the E2 army never intended to establish a republic in place of Rustbury. Stainless was not their original intention of their march. They intended to strip Rustfree of its resources and kill any remaining stragglers there. But when they found nothing, they publicly turned a face to the world and said they were there to do good. That is my secret. Kyvan's tongue flicks out ponderously right past your face, but it does not impale you. And then he pulls it back into his mouth and he says... Most fascinating. And then he leaps up, like just coils and jumps up into the roof of the forest and vanishes in the blink of an eye into the the depths of the woods beyond. Great. Uh, He's been an awesome host. Uh, Come on, Alan. Let's. uh, On the other side, you see Zoth with like the fakest smile, like like so nervous and shaking. Like I knew you'd be okay. Telly ho, deep rotate. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's say yeah. Let's let's go. Let's let's get out of here. Skedaddle. You know it's been awesome. It's been fun, right, guys? Thank, uh, th- thank you, Kevin. Man, it's been great. As you yeah, are the man who outlives us, or, or, or uh, the un- otherworldly, godly being that will outlive us all. As you are making your way through the, uh, basically, it's basically a road at this point. Like it's wide enough and it's safe enough and everything can walk. There are several one foot wide chasms or ravines with, you know, lava way down at the bottom of them. But again, they're only a foot wide. So you can step over them. And with a little careful prompting, the deep road, they can also step over them. Everything seems hunky-dory. You can see Zothkug up ahead of you. And as you are watching Zothkug, who's looking back at you with this smile on, you see around him five violet fungus with these little tentacle things springing out of them, closing in towards him. He hasn't seen them as you're walking closer, but they're you know not quite in striking distance, but very close. How far away is not quite in striking distance, but very close. They're 15 feet from him. You are um, maybe f- maybe 150 feet from him, something like that. Oh, dang. Uh, Zothkug, uh, are, are those things near you uh, friends of uh, yours? What, what, what things? And Zoth will look around. Turn around if you, if you would. Uh, you turn around just in time to see the first one attack you. Um, oh damn! It is. Okay. <laughs> it's it's going to attack at disadvantage because you know it's coming because someone warned you, which is good for you because it rolled a nat twenty oh, on the first die. Um, you now have you. Well, you don't need sixty seconds. You can think about your tactics if you want to for a little bit, and whenever you're ready, I'll give you ten seconds to to get moving. Just tell me when you're ready to start. I'm running towards the party. Either way, we have. Oh, okay. You're just gonna sprint back yeah. towards the party. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's a totally valid tactic. Um. 
as you sprint back towards the party, the um, so that's that's I don't know why I didn't expect you to do this. As you sprint back towards <laughs> the party, the twig-like creatures that escorted you, a bunch of them run forwards and just begin like herding the plants back out of um, like out of Kaivin's hunt. Basically, as they follow mm-hmm. you into the woods, the the twig creatures, these keepers of the forest, push it aside and and you know just like now there's a way for you because they basically like yeah get out of the way you know <laughs> beat the plants out so uh way to effectively defuse the situation that's actually really like a really great tactic good job buddy Passive, pacifism for the win <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's ah, pacifism well, if you didn't kill yeah. them right? and so I you all regroup at the, the end of the uh the end of the way these uh, forest keepers uh, huh. seem to do their job well. Well, uh, that's been great, guys. Uh, we, we uh, well, I saved you guys a bunch. Evidently, not enough. But what did you tell them, man? Uh, I, I, well, uh, before uh, he speaks, I believe telling us may reduce the value of the secret. And since uh, Kaivin is an all-knowing, godly being, I believe it may be best to not reveal said secret how about we just we just go a little further and uh we'll we'll sort this whole thing out let's just you know put a little bit of you know distance you know we don't want to intrude upon his territory because he's such an awesome guy (laughs) as you look back and say that he's at the edge of the forest his head is looking towards you and his mouth is slightly open tasting the air like he was waiting for you to screw up (laughs) yep we get yeah yep he slowly like retracts his head up back into the into the woods. Oh, we did it, man. We made it through. The journey is not quite over yet, but yes, we we did make it through. I Kyle feel like if we could do that, we could do anything, man. I I hope that is the case. All right, let's let's put a a couple miles and maybe we can recuperate from the the experience we all just gonna, had. I agree. Is, Finding a, a spot to rest may be beneficial after we get some distance. Is Yeah still asleep? There. Yes, Yeah is still sleeping. Okay. Good. Um, so you you travel, you know, two, three miles. Basically, you just make your way through. The, the next stretch of Underdark is more standard. So it's caverns connected by little tunnels and mazes and things, but it's, it's wide enough to traverse. So you kind of meander through until you've got enough distance to where you can make camp. Um, and nothing attacks you. Uh, Zothkirk has a hand up. What's up, buddy? Uh, uh, on the on that that route, I'm just gonna talk to the the deep rote I'm connected with. Like, hey man, I'm, I'm sorry about that earlier. It was a stressful situation. I just said what I thought might needed to be said. I didn't really mean it, and I'm sorry. And you've been really helpful for us. The deep rote looks back at you, and you realize that yes, spores only have an hour timer on them, and it can't understand the thing you're saying. Oh, okay. He understands. He knows what you mean. <laughs> he gets it in here. <laughs> you should you should um, reward their their endurance and survival with a set of names. You should give them some names. Yeah, we should definitely name them. Man. Ooh, ooh. Um, we can name one of them. Um, deep. And the other one, rotate. Hoof. Mm, I like. I it. was gonna say. I was gonna say hoof. One of them, hoof. And one of them the hoof one, and one of them hoof? No, one of them hoof and one of them 
shoulder because he has broad shoulders and was able to break through stalagmites with them. I see. I, that's a good name. Wouldn't Ram be a better name? It means something. Ram? The shoulder is ah. confused. <laughs> uh, Ram uh, is also a great name and, and perhaps uh, less of a mouthful. Not It's one syllable True, rather that's, than two. Yeah, that's, I'll, I'll be honest with that one. Yeah, that's, so that's Hoof and Ram? Ooh, I like that. Hoof and Ram. I was going to recommend something simple like Mephibosheth. But, you know, that, that hoof and ram, that sounds cool. You know, perhaps it's just a little, you know, too simplistic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's a classical name. It's good, strong. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Adding one die to the tension pool to assume you go maybe an hour's walking, yep. you know, to, to find your camp. And then you make camp. Woo! That... Mm. Um, do you, so. do you have anything you want to do before you take your rest, or are we just... I was going uh, to carve us a camp, carve us a little dwelling, a traditional dirt dwelling out of a cavern wall with mold earth. Just make a little stone. Do we traditional dirt? So we want to talk about the secrets, man. Hang on, before oh, we sorry. do that, I would like to know what a traditional dirt hovel is like. Okay. So it's um it's similar to the uh, like the way station places that we found the first time. Remember that that one that seemed to be carved out by the dirt folk. Um, that had the trapdoor in it. Similar to that, it's a, uh, it's round, like like a round walls. Um, it has a couple little alcoves cut out for for sleeping arrangements, almost like uh, like uh, almost like a sepulchre, not a like a sepulchre, where it's uh, where it's like carved into the wall, just like a got it long sleeping bed places. Obviously, maybe adjusted a little higher for my uh, not dirt folk. Um, and there's a there's a, a pit in the center for like putting a fire, and I'll make a little flute out the top to uh, to let the smoke up outside of the wall. Um, yeah, pretty much like that. Nice. Okay, now you guys can continue. I just I was, I wanted to set the scene. Well, well Al, Alan wanted to is is uh, is uh, blah 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 blah. Is yeah awake yet? No, he's still snoozing. Okay, then go ahead. Sorry. So guys, um, about what I told him, um, I'm sure Zoff may have said something personal. Um, I mean, you, you just told all of us, Alan, what you said. Uh, yes, but this is true. Be honest. What I told him, we all know. Which I, is? And I don't know why I didn't think of it earlier, sooner. Think about it. What is the one piece, or I say, kind of pieces of information that only we and a select few know. Zothkug's vision. The demigods. Exactly. The avatars. And and what's happening with the magic. Like, I feel like we're one of the few people who actually know what's going on. So I told him that, and oh, he was great about that. Uh, don't worry about what I told him before that. Um, <laughs> you told him more things? Yeah, no. I mean, I started with other things, but they're not important. I, they Did it have something to do with the way that you can change the shape of your face? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Did it have something to do with your connection to the merfolk? No, actually. Oh. Uh, well, he seemed to know uh, more than I about the merfolk. That... The, uh, 
Did anyone else uh, mentally take note of uh, uh, yeah, no, uh, his secrets? Yeah, man. Here, let me write this down real quick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, see, yeah, you mentioned good, that it was... Yeah, a good thief, uh, a, a good scout, <laughs> um, memorizes uh, key words so that way later uh, when they're uh, scouting a location, uh, they can remember uh, and, and, and track down everything that's important. Um, Scout. Keywords that you did oh, you yes. did you memorize, Fox? Okay, so um, something about the aboliths. Okay, uh, and, and things came from a vortex. Um, somehow it's connected with the Bright World Company, but the Bright World Company is working with things they don't understand. Uh, uh, the, and and somehow the, the aboliths archetype like like built the Bright World Company and are using it as their sort of. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He said the Brightwell Company is using what they architect. So it could be an item. It could be a plan of some sort. We don't know if they built the company. This is true. We do not know. And the Vortex is somehow connected to the Order of the Ring? Though, I, I, it, yes, he, I believe it sounded like the Order of the Ring is the organization that the Aboleths are actually a part of. They're actually responsible while while the Brightwood Company is kind of more of a patsy. Also been happening wow. for eons. This plan has been in motion for but eons. Yes. That last bit, though. The merfolk provoked the gods. I I, I don't know how they could have done that. But I obviously, he either. seems pretty convinced about that. Mr. I outlive everything. <laughs> I know everything. I, I, I can't help but believe he's right in some way, but I... Can I roll history on Order of the Rings? See how. Uh, yeah, you totally can. Okay. One thing I'll give you for free is that it's actually the Order of the Exalted Ring, but I wasn't expecting to have to reveal more information to you <laughs> because I didn't think you were going to provoke Kyvan. So uh, I said, I spoke a little too quickly. It's it's actually the Order of the Exalted okay. Ring. Uh, I got a 13. Okay. Um, you know very little about the Order of the Exalted Ring. All you know about them is that they were a very secretive collective of wizards who were basically studying and pushing the boundaries of magic. And they they had established their base of operations. It was said at the highest altitude reachable in the world. Um, but you aren't particularly sure where that would be or, or anything like that. But that's that's like what you know about them. They're like a very secretive order of, of basically magi. Hey guys, um, I think I read briefly about them in a book at it back home. Uh, the Order of the Exalted About Ring. The, the Exalted yeah. Ring? They were in a cl uh, an order of wizards that were super secretive and they were always trying to push the bounds of magic, I guess, via experimentation and whatnot. And they operated at the highest point reachable by by uh, any human. I don't know where that is or what that what that is, but... High, highest point um, as in elevation? Or metaphorically speaking, uh, like elevation. Interesting. Um, so they're not dirt. No offense, Soth. Um, don't you think it sounds kind of childish? Oh man, the story of secret wizards it makes total at sense. the highest point at the roof of the world, uh, doing secret Box. things. I mean, come on. Box, I, I appreciate your your candor, but you know what else sounds childish? A massive forest snake <laughs> that like trades in secrets and is older and more ancient than dragons that that seems like a little a little out just a little outlandish just a little bit also man you know 
little little, little fairy tale is. <laughs> Isn't avatars being captured completely childish and outlandish too? You know, okay, okay, okay. You know what? In in many ways, we are after, living in the fairy tales that we grew up with. At this after point. revealing <laughs> our current past experiences, I I have no room to stand on. <laughs> I feel like Jebediah Peppermint just had his Pirates of the Caribbean Davy Jones moment where he's like, you best start believing in fairy tales. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> he like steps out and is a skeleton. <laughs> uh, chat has redeemed suggest a complication. I'm waiting for them to suggest one. You guys can continue your conversation so, until chat has made their suggestion. I'm just confused about that last bit, though. Like, the rest of it sounds lorry enough, you know, prophecy enough that... Who knows, right? Obviously, he's all-knowing, so I don't know how true that is, but... Hey, I mean, he can't be very all-knowing. Yeah. Oh, he can't be all-knowing if he didn't know something that you told him. True, but the guy knows when you lie, so I want to say whatever he does know, he probably is pretty confident in that. Um, yeah. Josh, yes? do we know about the, the wishing spring area part of the world? Has, has that been rumored or story... Any stories about that? Um, it is a a children's story, okay. um, but you don't like you've you've heard the children's story, so you know the idea of the well that makes the wishes of good people come true. Okay, that's basically speaking of fairy tales. It's a literally it's a literal fairy yeah. tale. Yeah, it's an <laughs> actual fairy tale. All right, guys, this uh. this one's a little out there, but hear me out. I think maybe the merfolk found the wishing well of good people. They made a wish. Uh, all right. When when Jeb says his piece about the giant snake, a stalagmite falls from the roof and impales Hoof. I'm oh, going to no. roll damage to see if it kills Hoof or not. Um, and impaled on, or sorry, on the stalagmite are runes that are etched that say <laughs> monotikitia. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what does it mean? Okay. Um, Hoof is not killed by this. Uh, the shoulder comes over and helps, like, basically yank the, the stalagmite out of Hoof. He, like, you know, flops on his side and shoulder bumps the thing and pulls it out. But he's he's a bit of a mess. He's gonna need no. he's gonna need some rest before he it's keeps traveling. It's not shoulder. It's ram. Ram and Hoof. Or yeah, that's that's right. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, could I tend to his wounds? Oh no. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Roll a medicine check. And uh, I'm not gonna do this, but I will roll a medicine check. Okay. Are we sure we found like a, a good spot? Should we should we move the people? Uh, should we should we move the the rotate inside somewhere and not out outside with the stalagmites, stalactites? I mean, they're, on the roof. they're gonna be really smelly, man. <laughs> well, we, we could put them in a separate room, right? I mean, y'all are are perfectly fine with just moving. I, all of this if if it avoids uh further damage to our uh, you know to to ram and and hoof i i am not opposed to it i'm just tired but okay <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll go outside and we'll i'll go in make another one but like into the cliff face there will be no cool there will be no roof to crash things to great crash things to well, that was a freak accident. That yeah, that was pretty seemed crazy. random. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what a complication. <laughs> hey, Sir Tsev with the raid. Yo, Welcome in, everybody. Let's go. Yo, let's go. And I am Ghost. 
Welcome, everybody. We are we are just discussing the things we've learned, the morals of our story. Exactly. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, can, guys, look look on look at this this stalagmite, man. Look at this, and then I'm just gonna bring it over with the rune showing. What do you think it means? What? I, what language is that? What language I've seen, man. Alan, do you know this language? I, I, I do not. Uh, I, I, I do not know runic, and even if I did, it seems to be a, a, a form that I have never seen before. Does it look How familiar do you think to me, dude? Um, I'm gonna go with a hang on. most likely not. <laughs> um, no other than like the the words monotikitia. Um, it, I don't know. It looks like just a special kind of tea. <laughs> special kind I don't know, of Jeb. Tea. You're the cave cave guy. Does this mean anything to you? I mean, Matt just got healed by healing word. Let's nice. go. In the chat. Pog could really use that. Poggers. No, Green Day Packers. I'm gonna put that on that the is. Packers report. <laughs> yep. I'm gonna put that on the Packers um, report. But yeah, I got an 18 on the the medicine check. By the way. You are able to stabilize your friend Hoof and um, get him mended. You don't like fully heal him. Yeah. But. I think I think Mono is Zoth, and Tiki is Fox, and Tia. That's you, Alan. Yeah. What about you, Jeff? Mono, Tiki, Tia. Um, I am the space in between. <laughs> don't you think so you're that's the stalactite? A little odd. That words meaning us would impale. I'm joking, man. I have no like. Do you really think? <laughs> I have no idea. I have, I have absolutely no. A rock just fell through the roof and hit our animal in the shoulder. Jeb, Jeb, and, sorry, I'm, I, I was teasing you, Jeb. I know. And there I know are words know. on the ancient stalactite. I have, I have no idea. At that oh, moment, none of us know. At that moment, no. Not again. Something something walks in to your to your campsite. Two of the twig-like creatures that escorted you. Thank you, chat, for having me roll tension and uh, causing a complication to arise in our story. Uh, is two two creatures. These these twig-like creatures. They're actually called twig blights. I'll tell you that. They walk into the cave area. And, they're at the doorway, right? Uh, yeah, they're at the doorway. They're about to walk into your little hovel. Aren't those the guys who just escorted us uh, out? We, uh, we yes, failed to uh, remember hello, one what? statement at the beginning that uh, Kyvin's mentioned. The first one picks up a giant boulder in its hand and just flings uh, it straight I, at I, Fox. I do not believe I violated the terms of our agreement whatsoever. And neither did he. What, the first thing for? he said was the secrets will buy us time, a head start. That's going to be that's going to be a disadvantage because uh, we're in a tiny little tiny little or like a small little hovel right yeah uh they rolled a 19 and an 18. Oof. Dang. tough that's an 18 to hit fox with a boulder that's a that's no i don't like that <laughs> that's make no. it go make away. the boulder go away <laughs> nine points of damage as the boulder slams into you you all have 60 seconds to talk tactics if you want uh, Alan done. was gonna so wait, rage and wait, just wait, wait. just freaking murk these guys with this great sword. Just I got I got a mechanics done. question. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a kind of pause because this is referring to something else. Um, so I got the healing word, but as at full health, I've now been you damaged. can use it now. Okay. How's and healing word's a D four? D four plus one. Plus, 
Okay. Chat spent some some healing magic on you. Thank you, Shin. All right, back to uh, 60 mm-hmm. seconds. Uh, yeah, I mean, there you go. That's what that's what Alan's doing. They're made of wood, right? Yes. Jeb, can you light this <laughs> torch? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can do that, but... I'm not dying in a hole. No. Ten they seconds. Are. Zoth is going to wait till the <laughs> end. I mean... All right, we're good. Yeah, Three, I mean, there's I'm nothing left to... Yeah. One. Fox, you got 10 seconds. Tokers. What are you doing? All right, I'm assuming Jeb has lit my torch. Yes, yes. he has. He just, he just holds will... out his blunderbuss like a cigarette lighter. It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Run forward with the torch, and I'm just going to, like, try to shove it into their chest or somewhere where I can, like, physically fit the torch. Okay. Because, you know, you got to get that fire in there. Great. So you just rush up there and attack it. Go ahead and roll to hit. Ooh, 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 that's a 17. Ooh, ooh, let's go. That's a, yeah, 17 is going to do the trick. Go ahead and roll a d6 in damage for me. I'm going to have uh, Jebediah Peppermint roll percentile, Owlin roll percentile. If Jeb rolls under what Owlin rolls, it catches fire. All right, I rolled a five damage. Okay, so five damage just from impaling it with basically a wooden stake that is on fire. Uh, 67. Alan? I got a seven. All right, so it does not... a straight seven. Yeah, so it does not catch fire. Um, Sorry. But you still have impaled it, and the torch is in there, so it'll get another shot next round. Jebediah, 10 seconds. What you doing? I'm sick of your BS superiority. And uh, I'm going to say, all right, Grandpa, this one's on you. And I'm going to cast Hand of Coal. Okay. And um, I do a little spin with the blunderbuss, shove it down into the ground, and just with this thunderous crack, and this massive hand of stone just reaches up out of the ground and crushes the uh, one of the uh, the twig blights. Are you attacking? It needs the to. One it needs to make a strength save. The one fox impaled, or the other one? Uh, the other one. Strength save. It rolled an eight. It fails and takes eight points of bludgeoning damage. It snaps. Um, and it is restrained. It snaps. Ah, it's he gone. Splinters as you snap it in this this cold grip. Alan Wadrier, your turn. Alan, even though it seems unnecessary now. Alan is gonna bonus action rage, uh, <laughs> run up to the one that uh, that Fox stabbed with a with a with a torch, mm-hmm. and smack it with his greatsword. Describe the killing blow to me. Oh well, can I first roll roll damage just to see how much it might do? Sure. In just just just, just, just for curiosity's sake, uh, it would have been sixteen damage. Um, yes. Anyway, uh, Alan. Will like the is the torch embedded in the body of the? Yeah, the torch is still embedded and on fire. Okay, sweet. Um, Alan is going to like slice the legs clean through so that like it's like torso is now on the ground. Yeah, and then like immediately turn the sword back around and slice the head off. Nice. And then the, the torso is still laying on the ground with a torch. The in torso it on fire. catches fire and yeah. just yeah. like smolders on the ground. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait,
We got a campfire oh, going. Yes, this this is actually a, a perfect uh, fire. <laughs> the uh, the hand, the stone hand, reaches over and grabs the other body, and it starts to go out the door. And Jeb's just following after it. Okay. He's got both of them in the hand, and he's just it's just he was walking behind it. You go out in the door. You don't see anything out there. <gasps> Do you guys think Ivan will be mad if they it don't return? As far as he can. And okay. Says, Take your crap with you. You're in a cavern, so like the, the whole way across the cavern is like, you know, 40 or 50 feet. So you just like throw them 40 or 50 feet and they just yep. like splinter on the other wall, just splintered and they fall to the ground. I, but I we still have that campfire though, right? Yes. He, he, he yells out, my name is Jebediah Peppermint and I'm responsible for my daughter's death. Are you happy? <gasps> There's no sound, just silence echoes back to you. Walk up slowly and put a, a hand on Jeb's shoulder. Jeb shugs it off. And he goes in the other hut, the one that is not in the cliffside. And he starts repairing the hole in the roof. Ah, Owlin is going to stay where he's at. Right I'm gonna now. I'm gonna give Jeb yeah. space. Zoth, he needs space. Zoth will right just now. stay with Fox and Alan. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit outside. Let let Jeb do what Jeb do. But I'm gonna be right outside in case he needs to talk. Yeah the Mykonid walks slowly up next to you, puts a hand on your like on your shin, which is about as high as he can reach because he's a little mushroom dude. He looks up at you, and his eyes are still glowing yellow like they were before, um, even though he's back to his normal mushroom size. Who is he? And who he, is he talking? Who is he? Who is he talking to right now? He's just—he's just looking reassuringly at Fox, and then he uh-huh. slowly walks into the room with Jebediah, and he doesn't say anything to you, Jeb. He just sits down, cross-legged on, like, kind of up against a wall, and looks at you. And a single golden spore floats between you, but it doesn't come over to you. It's just floating there in midair. Uh, Jeb rolls his bedroll out on the ground and just turns his back to him and goes to sleep. Fox, looking through the door, you can see Yeah slowly walk over and just pick up the spore, and it kind of absorbs back into him, and his eyes go dim again. Comes back out and sits with you at the door. With who? With Fox. With the door. Just right outside the door. Thanks for trying, Yeah. Yeah, just nods. Also, Chad has cast Cure Wounds on you, uh, Jebediah Peppermint, uh, for Aww. your broken heart. Oh, Hey, yeah. Uh, what was that all about earlier? Yeah, looks up at you like he didn't expect to see you come over and join him. And he stands up. Instead of giving you like a spore to communicate, he stands up and motions that you should go further away from where Jeb is sleeping and then walks over... Um, and puts up a couple of blue communication spores so you can telepathically speak. Yeah. Uh, what was yes. what was that about earlier with the plan? What'd you do? What happened? I was using some of my nutrients to try and simulate sunlight for the plant. And it seems to have worked. I probably cannot always do it, but I experienced a very interesting surge of energy 
out of the plant, something that I was not expecting. And for a moment, it was similar to the rituals where one of us becomes a sovereign, which is a leader of a Myconid community. And I thought at first that I was being transformed into a sovereign, but it didn't make sense to me because a sovereign is ultimately connected to many others that are that are like me. And I didn't have any to be connected to, so I had not earned a sovereign's role in a community. So I said no, and it, it went away. But there is still a strange strange something left over from from the experience some kind of energy or ability or or a, a power maybe and i will have to experiment with it to see what it turns into that's cool man um i think well one you could consider us a community that's true you've done a lot but for us. we we do not connect the way that myconids connect in in a literal sense there is a kind of trance that a myconid community does and um it is not it has never been demonstrated before among other races i see man all right if you need help with your ability uh, i'm always here for you man thank you <sighs> it's been been a rough day. Uh, Alan, I think, maybe has already kind of gotten his stuff ready to go to sleep and is also um, going to go to sleep. I'm going to go ahead. Um, while everybody's getting ready for sleep, I'm just going to jot something down on a piece of paper. Um, and I'm going to kind of leave it inside the room where it's noticeable. Where Jeb's sleeping, then silently, quietly, and then uh, make sure I I sleep within line of sight of the door, but outside. Uh, Zoth is gonna talk to you for a bit before he goes to sleep. Yes. Um. Could could you show or try and explain the trance stuff? You said next time we uh, sit down for a camp. Uh, yes, I will. I will try. My conids perform a ritual called a meld, um, in which they we join our consciousness together, and we have a communal meditation where we we experience the imagination of the group instead of just our own experiences but we can have something similar without that connection with just our own subconscious and experience and that's what I was doing in the morning well you and me could try that connection thing and share our consciousness okay let's give it a try what I do when I have my meditation is I First, generate one of these spores, and a single purple spore <laughs> kind of floats out of his mushroom, and he holds it in his hand. He says, and then I place it close to my heart, and I close my eyes, and I breathe very deeply, and I enter my trance. 
Do you have spores? I do not have spores. Try with one of mine. Okay. And he hands you the purple spore that he was holding. And then another one kind of floats up into the air and gently descends into his hand. And then he reaches out one hand towards you, says, we should we should try and use our hands. Okay. He like grabs your hand and then uh, roll a nature check with disadvantage. Okay. Here we go. Dice don't fail me now. It's too important. Oh no. That's a natural one. Ooh, roll again. Uh, 12, so it does not confirm. Okay, so it doesn't work. Nothing, you don't really feel anything in particular. After about five minutes, the spore that's in your hand kind of dissolves, and yeah, looks up at you and shrugs and goes, it was worth a try. Do you think it's something that we could get better at? Or is it just, is this it? We could try it again Later. in future times, but I don't know how it would work for someone who cannot generate their own spores. The spore is where where we put our own imagination, and then when they join, everyone experiences each other's imagination. Oh, I see. It is a great way to transcend the sort of normal reality. Well, and honestly, is a lot like vibing. Maybe if it, with enough practice, I could just take put my experiences in in a spore generated by you, or like, can they come empty? Can you generate them without? Or stuff in them? I do not know how, but I will see if I can learn. I want to go on this journey with you, man. This sounds like a fun journey. Yeah. Next camp, we'll try again. That sounds nice. And then I will just sit there and meditate with him if he's going to trance. Yeah, climbs back into his pot, sits there and trances. I will meditate next to him. Eventually, you hear like the little tiniest little like <sighs> as he falls asleep. I will fall asleep. Okay. Is anybody else still awake? Is stuff happening? Um, I'm hearing some typing from one half of the classroom, <laughs> so I just want to check. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I know I have a loud keyboard. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm just typing up that note for uh, you know, lore's sake. Oh, uh, that I see. I mentioned, but got it. Otherwise, I am going to bed. And uh, should we decide to share that note? But mm, chat will have to wait and see. Uh, Jeb, are you doing anything else, or are you just going to sleep for the night? Just yeah, trying to go to sleep. And Your microphone, I think. Trying not good. to. Oh, trying to go to sleep and trying not to. Right. Got it. I want to give Jim and a on hug. that note, uh, tonight's Dungeons and Dragons session comes to an end. <laughs>